insert ominous creepy voice here. Welcome to what I am now calling the annual superhero homie holiday Halloween horror Hallapalooza. That's a lot, sir. Is it, is it too much? A little, a little you bit. think it's too much? Just, just a little bit. Let's huh. <laughs> call it Halloween Havoc and be done with it. <laughs> Someone somewhere out there will sue me for that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, but... Uh, this is going to be a very fun episode that we have planned here tonight. And uh, this is typically something that we would regulate more for uh, strictly Patreon content. But because it is the season and because we are celebrating our, our fifth anniversary of being around, the Superhero Homies podcast is five years old. Ladies and gentlemen, that is worthy of a round of applause, I believe. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you know, five years. Who would have thunk that we uh, would have made it this far? Uh, certainly not our critics, uh, but, <laughs> uh, but yet here we are. And, and so I wanted to do something very special here tonight. Uh, and this is going to be a mixture of, uh, of some superhero stuff, but mostly we're going to be focusing on strictly the horror movie genre, because it is something that is uh, very near and dear to my heart and to my very special guest heart as well. Uh, I think that I, I chose the perfect candidate for this. If there's one thing that this person knows is is horror. If there's another thing even that he knows even more, that would be uh, D&D. Uh, but I do have the good homie Oz joining me here again. Oz, welcome back, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's some high praise. I, I don't know how much I know about all of the horror. but like, I Oh, you've, some, you've seen everything. I have not seen You it. have <laughs> seen everything multiple times, and <laughs> and you remember it verbatim. That's very impressive. Well, all right. So, like, a little backstory. Uh, I used to work in a video store, which you know. <laughs> yes. You definitely know. Uh, and I spent the majority of my time when I was not working or going to school watching movies and uh later in my adult life i've kind of slacked off on that since you know life family all kinds of stuff but i still find time to watch at least a handful of movies a week just to make sure i keep up just to be on the up and up my movie my my movie buff cred you know yeah and and that's fair and that makes sense you know you you got to be on the up and up of course you know if, if you let yourself falter and then you start thinking that the worst thing is when uh you look back at a movie you haven't seen in a long time and you're like was that movie really good, or was I just tripping? That's one uh, of the worst. Mm, uh, we're not talk about Green Lantern on here. Uh, <laughs> we've all been there. Um, but before we get uh, too far into the festivities, because we do have a very interesting uh, rankings list tonight, and I'm very curious to see what you have on your list. Of course. Uh, by the way, we, we are the, the main course for tonight is uh, discussing uh, both of our top five best horror movies and our top five worst horror movies. And there's a lot to choose from. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but you know, before we get too far into that, uh, a little bit here with the appetizer and that is there have been attempts in the past where filmmakers have tried to make superhero movies uh, that have a horror spin, you know, like for example, uh, there, there are plenty of, of superhero characters that have like a a horror flavor to them. Uh, people like Spawn, uh, Blade, Ghost Rider, uh, you know, people of that nature. They, they, uh, Hellboy, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, so there's actually a handful, and even recently we've gotten the likes of the new Mutants movie, and more recently we've gotten Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, you know, a movie that has uh, some horror flavors in it, and is even directed by Sam Raimi, the man who made uh, Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Spider-Man, so, you know, it's kind of a perfect marriage there of superhero and, uh, and, and horror. But if you were to ask me, I, I don't know if we've had a truly great superhero horror movie. What do you think has been the best superhero movie that have, that's had like a horror flair to it? Ooh, oh, um, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. Right? Yeah. Um, like you named some definitely good ones. Like, well, as far as like examples mm-hmm. of these types of characters that are got the more horror feel to them. Um, personally, um, Superhero movies in the early 90s, and, uh, oh, no, sorry, late 90s, early 2000s were not taken seriously a whole lot of the time unless, like, like you actually got a diehard fan making the movie. And so, like, movies like Spawn, mm-hmm. while I had fond memories of that as a kid, however, that movie probably would not hold up very well. I haven't watched it, it in a it long doesn't. time. Don't, don't do it. Let, let your childhood memory preserve. And I think that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> but, like, um, I guess... Just for the lack of not has haven't seen as many lately, uh, I'm going to say the multiverse of madness is probably they closer to the a good horror mm-hmm. style superhero movie in my opinion. Yeah, uh, man, multiverse of madness. I still really like that movie. I didn't enjoy it as much upon second viewing, mm. uh, but I still really like that movie a lot. And uh, Wanda is the standout in that movie. Oh, of course. Yeah, and, and she's the one who brings the horror flair to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just, the, she, I mean, she does have a lot in common with a lot of uh, uh, what I call creature features. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, in, in, the, in the sense that Wanda, she, uh, she's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is uh, full of rage and indignation. Mm-hmm. And there may or may not be some type of MacGuffin to stop Wanda, something that, you know, uniquely can work on her and that can stop her, but you got to work your way to it and find it, you know? Yeah. Um, you, you have to run from Wanda because any attempt to stand and fight will probably end with your death. And there's even a point in Multiverse of Madness where it goes from her being like a, a creature feature type uh, horror creature to a, um, almost like a, a carry. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, I was actually going to bring that up, too, because it's like, it, it definitely had a lot of those, like, uh, late 80s horror movie mm-hmm. tropes of, like, her, you know, just ripping things apart because she's mad. And, like, she's got yeah. this deadpan look on her face, like, crazed eyes. Like, yeah, it's just, it, it, it was a good, good, fun ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not the best superhero movie ever. No, of course not. Yeah, but, right. like, at the same time, for as as pushing it as far as the horror genre goes, mm-hmm. I think it was enjoyable. Yeah, uh, me, me too. And like, and again, Sam Raimi was just the perfect choice. I mean, the man who made the <laughs> Spider-Man trilogy and Evil Dead, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Like, he knows how to do both. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the homie Caleb, actually, I asked him this off mic, and uh, I, I, I believe I remember correctly, he said this answer would be uh, The Crow. Oh God! Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, all right, so, all right. So there, there. I guess there's. I guess it really crosses that line. Oh shit! You know, I'm sorry. 
My answer was the crow. His was Blade Two. Okay, Blade Two. Yeah, yeah I can mm-hmm. get that. But I like. I guess to touch since since your mm-hmm. your answer was the crow. Like I'm I'm very much kicking myself for not actually thinking of that movie at all. But also, I guess in my head, that is more of just a a gothic superhero rather mm-hmm. than a uh, horror, horror superhero, in my opinion. I but can, at the yeah. same time, I can definitely see that you know that that dark grittiness that is you know. Who the crow is, especially like you know Eric Draven, mm-hmm. like, coming from the dead, right? Yeah, like that. That makes that, that makes some sense, but also like to me, I guess I need a little more, yeah, a little the horror, right? Rather than the, the supernatural. That's I guess. yeah, that's true. But no, like yeah. still great, great, and still in my opinion, a decent movie. Like I, I, I watched that not too long ago, and I still enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it is a, a really great movie. Have you heard about the remake they're doing? Uh, I have, and I. Mm, so, I guess it's you don't sound enthusiastic. So I have, I have my reservations about a lot of the remakes that we're getting nowadays because, like, it's every almost like yeah. all the major popular movies from the uh, late eighties, early nineties uh, are getting remade, and I'm just like, how about you fix the ones that you messed up the first time? Like, I know the homie Caleb will agree, uh, Aragon. Like mm-hmm. that'll be one. Give us that remake, please. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Please give us that remake. Yeah. Those like we don't need you know the like extra sequels or remakes. In my opinion, they're classics for a reason. Mm-hmm. Leave them be. Give us some new stuff. Like give us the remakes that we they we deserve. The, <clears throat> there are rare occasions where the remake is better than the original. <laughs> very seldom so I, I will say that and this may be a mild spoiler for like uh, a movie on, on my top five best but one of those is actually a remake oh yeah okay uh, but uh, another one that I can say with, with you know no disregard is uh, Scarface mm-hmm. one that's um, written by Oliver Stone that's a remake you know the one with Al Pacino oh really yeah see yeah, I, that, I yeah. did not know that yeah because that one is so good that people remember the yeah the people don't remember before, yeah yeah, yeah. Like, was not nothing before, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those are extremely rare cases where, like, the remakes are actually better, right? Than the yeah. original, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I do agree with you on like sequel, sequel itis, like when like Hollywood just continues to put a uh, pump out sequels. I still haven't seen the new Matrix movie, I'm, I'm I afraid. Have. I have, mm. like. The first, the, like the only saving grace that this had at all, in my opinion, was the little bit of nostalgia that it uh-huh. threw in there, but the rest of it was garbage. And I love Keanu Reeves, yeah. you know this. Yeah, I uh, God, that, yeah, that, it was it was just such a bad movie. It was just bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so unfortunate because it's the Matrix. It is, and the, they the got, iconic Matrix, yeah. especially the Matrix One. It was, oh, oh yeah, it was groundbreaking mm-hmm. for so many things, like. The, mu- the the movie making industry all in its whole like right know, oh god <sighs> yeah and then yeah I, I can't bear myself to watch it yeah like honestly if you want to torture yourself for a couple hours go ahead but like if you want to want a good Matrix movie don't watch it <laughs> <laughs> uh so you know in, in my opinion I still don't think that we've gotten a great superhero horror movie mm, right yeah uh. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about that, about what do you think it would take to make a, a truly great superhero horror movie? Like, and, and if you have full control 
Like what character or characters would you use and, and what style of movie would you make this? Because when people think superhero, they inherently think it has to be action, but that's not inherently true. No, you're right. Um, hmm. Honestly, if I was going to make a straight up horror superhero movie, I would probably go with John Constantine. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I just think that for one, the source material already—it's already horror. It's already horror. Yeah. But like that, that was the thing about yeah you know, Constantine. He was he was a human that mm-hmm. was you know he just happened to have a connection to the the war between heaven and hell. Right. And so, in my opinion, I just think that it would be one of those things like maybe even have uh, I cannot remember her name. It starts with a Z. Zatanna. Yeah, Zatanna. Yes, yes. Like have her kind of like cameo in it or something, or like you know, be a part of it. But like I think those that 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 personally would be the character I would choose. Um, I would definitely go darker than the uh, the early two uh, thousands movie. Keanu Reeves Don't get me wrong, yeah. I still enjoy that movie. Mm-hmm. And again, Keanu Reeves fan. Right. Um, <laughs> but like, I think that you have all the makings with that source material as well as the. Just the the overall setting for that to give a good horror feel to it. Um, maybe even add a little extra supernatural to it, like darken things up. Don't mm-hmm. make like even the angels darken them up too. Like because as you saw in that original movie, like angels aren't they're yeah, not I, nice I was gonna guys. Say, lawful good doesn't yeah. mean lawful nice, right? <laughs> uh, shit, I don't. I keep moving shit around. Oh yeah, so I have the a book down here. It's called Hellblazer. It's uh, it's the Constantine. It's a Constantine book. Oh, nice. uh, his original title was called Hellblazer. That's the name of his book. Uh, and uh, yeah, written by one of my favorite writers, uh, Garth Ennis. That one is. But that's uh, that that book kicks off with the story of him getting lung cancer from all the smoking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's obviously the inspiration for the. Uh, uh, the movie we got in the early 2000s mm-hmm. um, and, and like the, the trickery and fuckery that he does to get out of that. And what I really like about your idea about using Constantine is the fact that he's not inherently heroic. No, he's not. He's honestly, he's borderline anti-hero. Yo, yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's a hundred percent saving, saving my own ass first and hopefully everyone else gets out too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I think that'd be excellent. And because, like, if you ask me, one of the makings of a good horror movie is y- your threat has to make sense. In other words, you know, they can abide by whatever rules they that you want them to, but there has to be rules. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and then your protagonist has to be someone who we care about. And so many, like, random slasher flicks, we're watching to see the creative kills not to see if right yeah matter of fact one of my top uh, movies on here is actually um mostly for the creative kills <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know so i think that with the constantine movie they they can really lean into the horror elements especially if they want to lean into his earlier days as a warlock mm-hmm. and uh, because constantine he's just as likely to con his way out of a situation that he used to use magic. Right. And a lot of times he intertwines the two because making a lot of pack magic like he does, mm-hmm. he does in the form of a con, you know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. See, like, I have very little actual mm-hmm. knowledge of Constantine other than the movie and a little bit from the, 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 the show they came out with. Yeah. But, like, the, the like, 
I like the idea of seeing him evolve into that powerful right. rock and like in the early days have him get his ass kicked by a bunch of evil shit. And yeah. like that would be and of course you know you gotta throw a few jump scares in there, mm-hmm. of course. But like I think what would really bring that movie to life to me is like a like something that makes you think. Yeah. Like gets in your head. Because those are the scariest things to me. Right. Is like, oh God, this 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 evil kind of makes a little sense why it exists. Right. Oh shit. So, you know, like yeah. I want something like that. Like something that'll like mind fuck you as well as, you know, you know, give you that, you know. <laughs> Sorry, hand gesture. Yeah, hand gesture there, folks. Uh hand gesture may or may not be appropriate for your children, you know. <laughs> the good old spalouche. Skittish. Um uh but you know, I think that um, some horror movies that, at least for me, that get me the most are the ones that it, it isn't the one with like necessarily the scariest looking creature or the most ominous threat, but it's about the reality of of the nature. Like, what can I take away from this? I'll go ahead and say this because this movie isn't on my list, but it's one that Kevin and I covered recently on Patreon. Uh, a movie called Smile. You've probably seen... I, I've seen... I have not seen the movie, but go ahead. By all means. Okay, so I, I won't give you, like, any major details about it, but, uh, you know, it it is... it It's very much like uh, The Ring or, like... Right. Um, what's the other one? Uh, the Grudge, you know, very much yeah. like a, you know, you have seven days or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so... It basically, just the quick plot synopsis for this movie is this woman, she is like a, uh, a therapist or a psychiatrist who works with, you know, a lot of mentally uh, unstable people... And um, and this one girl comes into her office one day and she's freaking out because she saw her her professor kill himself in front of her and the professor was smiling ear to ear when he did it. And now ever since then, that girl has been seeing this this creature that sometimes takes the face of people that she knows and other times this, you know, just uh, nasty ass creature, you know. Right. And, yeah. and but it's, it's tormenting her. And uh, and then. um as uh, the main character, you know, she's thinking that this lady's, you know, she probably just needs some talking to. She's probably disturbed from seeing this man kill himself in front of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the girl proceeds to kill herself in front of the uh, the main character, and, and that kind of passes off the yeah, the, the curse. Okay, yeah, the, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh dang. And uh, but but like that part, I thought you know it's like it was done. It was done well. But I was like, okay, this is tropey. I want to see where this goes. But the way that the movie kind of uh, kind of goes for me is really what uh, made me kind of applaud it, and it was the fact that the main character had a lot of unresolved trauma herself, mm. and that in the 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 demon or the entity, whatever you want to call it, it, it really fed off of that trauma, and the main character really had to face that childhood trauma and kind of learn to uh, to let it go and learn to learn to resolve that within herself and kind of let that go because that evil was feeding off of that negative energy that she had been holding on to all that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's really something there in that. And uh, I really dug that about that movie. You know, mm-hmm. it was a horror movie. I'm not saying that horror movies need to have messages or whatnot. Uh, but the fact that it did, it did look at something that happens in reality. People do hold on to unresolved trauma mm-hmm. That does result in, in 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 bad energy or bad juju. Of course, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm a firm believer, like especially in D and D. Like <laughs> uh, I've told you this many times. It's like like I don't let people touch my dice for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason is that uh, you can put 
you transfer it's a transfer of energy of some sort <laughs> and uh matter of fact i have a little story about uh, the listeners so you get to know yes. uh, uh, my boy q here i get a set of metal dice my first set of metal dice <laughs> and i show him and he picks up my d20 for almost a solid year it never rolled anything above a 10 and so i yep. i am very much like nobody touches my dice especially my d20 and you know what uh <laughs> For, for that year, uh, my party should thank me. <laughs> I just didn't use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, man, w- whenever I, I pass away from this mortal coil, I don't know what's on the other side, if there's anything at all. But, man, I hope that I can get some cosmic answers. Like, what in the world constitutes fate and luck and chance and probability? And are they all rolled into one? What in the world is, is, is all that? But, uh <laughs> Pondering the universe questions. Yes, pondering the universe, <laughs> as, as, as I tend to do. Uh, but no, that's just a little bit about like what I like about certain horror movies. Like If they have a flair to them that can make me think. Oh, no, of course. Like yeah. The majority of the, the ones on my list are very all about that story mm-hmm. that builds behind it. Yeah, like, I, like if it's going to be a top horror movie for me, I better be psyched out. Mentally, yeah. Before I'm okay, like putting it on that top at the top. Of. I, like I agree. If I'm watching a movie for the you know just a mindless horror movie, go see some slash you know people getting slashed, hacked, hacked up. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's fine, but it's never gonna make the top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, it'd be a fun romp for what it is, but it's not gonna live in that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I agree. All right. Well, then, with uh, with that being said, are we really ready to kind of hop into this list here? Let's do. It. And I tell you what, let's start with the bottom. Ooh. Yeah, let's start Ooh. with the worst of the worst. I'm pretty here. sure we'll rant more with this one. <laughs> you know what? Probably, and and also, in all honesty, like this, surprisingly for me, the the worst five were harder for me to put together. Um, honestly, the worst five were really easy for me because I've been building a list since uh. Uh, I worked at a video store. <laughs> um, <laughs> like that was the easiest one for me because like. I, like I've gone on record on this show actually mm-hmm. saying I, I'm I typically like most movies like if, if I if I spend the time to sit down and watch it I will like the movie at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. However, when it comes to horror, there is there is a special place in hell for the the the, 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 uh, the movies on this list. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been compiling this list for like two decades, so. <laughs> You know what? And, and I should have known because, like, I got to tell the story before we get started here. But homie's like, I hit Oz up about doing this episode here about like the concept of what I wanted to do with him, and he was like, "All right, great." And then he hit me up like two minutes later and goes, "All right, I got my list together." I was like, "Motherfucker, how? Like, <laughs> like we we just decided on this. How do you have a list already?" Uh, and so, like, I knew that, like, I was like, I picked the right motherfucker for this episode. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we'll go ahead and get started here. Uh, what is your number five, Oz? Number five for the, okay, gotcha. For the worst, um, yep. So, I kind of lump these movies together. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the Saw franchise from three to the end. Is that include Spiral? I don't think I've seen that okay. one. Okay. But, like, from the, I guess, the initial Jigsaw story, uh-huh. and his followers, they should have stopped at one, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Two is okay. I enjoyed two. 
But anything, like from three on, I could not stand. It literally became all about the gore, and the story was just repetitive. Like, oh, I'm uh, just following in his footsteps to make people... No, no. What made Saul 1 so great was the unknown factor and the psychological game that Jigsaw was playing with his uh, his victims. With I, I, I kind of felt like from three on that you lost that like it, it just became convoluted, watered down, and washed away with gore. And like we've talked about earlier, if it's just going to be a gore fest, eh. uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm in full agreement with you on that. I think the only reason that uh, that maybe that is not on my list, spoiler alert, is just because I I, I checked out after however many. Like I was I was going to do that mm-hmm. after like I think there was a uh, like I heard that they made Saw Five. They made Saw Five and then Jigsaw and then years later they made Spiral. Yeah, like I yep. didn't even watch Jigsaw or Spiral, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what, I'm off today. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna have a Saw marathon just to knock it out. Yeah. I was very disappointed by the way that went, and I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, for me, I think the thing about, like, the Saw franchises, first of all, I fully agree with you about the first one. Oh, Saw 1 was honestly a masterpiece, like, in my opinion. Yeah. It, oh, my gosh, and I don't know if you have it in front of you, but was, wasn't that made by James Wan? That was, like, one of his uh, first I, movies? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Google that room. Just, just I'm going to do a quick Google search, yeah. Because, like, uh... That's amazing to me because James Wan, his track record is all over the place. Like, if you ask me, um, yeah, James Wan, yeah, man. oh, he did Saw, okay, yeah. So he was responsible for the first Saw movie. He's also responsible for the Conjuring franchise. Ooh, like, and again, like maybe this is just his track record mm-hmm. of horror movies. I love the first one. <laughs> <laughs> seen this trick before mm-hmm. we'll do something else like yeah, it's right. really kind of like that like it was very one trick pony in my opinion however the saw the first saw movie and again it was like i said a masterpiece uh, as far as horrors go but like if i'm not mistaken he was in college when he wrote yeah that maybe even directed it i can't remember i just remember hearing that a college student made that movie yeah. i was like huh this is good he's got a bright future right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i mean he i mean he's one of the most successful you know, filmmakers uh, that that uh, that we have. I mean, so whatever that said, he's made a lot of money for yeah, for yeah, the yeah. studios for sure. Uh, but yeah, with Saul one in particular, it, again, like I was saying earlier, it's one of those movies that makes you think because there is a a crumb of reality there. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who aren't grateful for the lives they have, right, and sometimes yeah. they don't recognize it until that life is, is in danger of being taken, you know? Uh, Like that concept is phenomenal. And like, they probably could have made those movies better. Like, like I said, two wasn't bad in my opinion. Mm. It was just when they got to three, they just lost me completely. And I was just like, "Eh." they, they, they forgot what the purpose was. Right. I think they were just making movies to make movies, which is a typical horror movie franchise trope. That falls, that falls on horror more than any other genre. Maybe action is second. But, I don't know. Sci-fi is pretty bad. Uh, that's like, true. But sci-fi is typically also more expensive than action. Unless they get made by a sci-fi channel. And, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. And then they spend like, oh, all right, what's our budget? We got $3.75 today? We still can make this movie. <laughs> yeah, we can make 
just to kind of touch a little bit more, yeah. like uh, the crow is a victim of that actually. Like oh, sequelitis, yeah, yeah, sequelitis, yeah. Like after the first crow, like Eric Draven is the crow to me. Yeah, you can't tell me otherwise. Even though I know the comic is about multiple, people. yeah. I'm sorry. Like I tried to watch the second crow. I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not Brandon Lee, I, I ain't watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my number five. <laughs> oh, you forgot who was on it. Oh, oh shit! And I looked at the name and it just made me laugh. And I think that it'll make you and a lot of the homies laugh too. Oh, uh, nice. My number five is the Wicker Man. Hmm. Uh, well, to be perfectly honest, I've never actually seen it. Oh my I gosh! Know, I know a Nicholas Cage movie I've not seen. You I, have not seen the Wicker Man. I have not. Have, you need to. I need to watch this, and th- but it's on your worst list, so that doesn't make me want to watch it at all. <laughs> but it's Nicholas Cage. Like what? Are you... <laughs> I know. Like believe me, uh, I, I watched his most recent movie, the uh, like the uh, the, the un- undeniable talent of uh, yeah, uh, the undeniable talent of no something of that nature. Right. Like the magnificent mind. Right. Yeah, it was actually a fucking great movie. That's what I heard. <laughs> I heard that was really great. I heard he had another movie called Pig. That was also phenomenal. Hmm. That came out recently. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this would be an honorable mention for this episode, actually. Um, It is a science fiction uh, horror movie that actually came out in uh, in 2020, I believe. The Color from Space. It was based off of uh, uh, Lovecraft Mythos, and um, Nicolas Cage was the main character in it, and it was Mm. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, you told me about that. He was definitely Nicolas Cage in that movie. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, the concept was enough to keep me hooked. Right. All right. So um, let me ask you this: Have have you? um, Oh my gosh, what is the name of that movie? because there's another movie that came out similar recently that has uh, a similar kind of uh, cadence to uh, the Wicker Man, and um, oh yes, uh, have you have you seen Midsommar? No, I have not. Uh, that's actually a really fucking trippy, in- interesting horror movie. I highly recommend it. Okay. Uh, uh, it stars uh, Florence Pugh. Uh, okay. She's uh, the new Black Widow. Okay. Yeah, it stars her. She's really fucking good in that movie. Uh, a really fucking interesting movie, a tad bit pretentious for me, but okay. but, but it is a, a really good movie. The only reason I mentioned that is because the Wicker Man seems like if it seems like the bizarre version of that same movie. Oh really? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Even though Wicker Man came out way before Midsommar, but yeah. like Wicker Man is essentially Nicolas Cage is a cop. And I'll never forget like the opening scene. Like he uh, opening scene, he, he's a he's a motor, motorcycle cop. Pulls okay. over uh, this lady, and I don't remember what she was doing. She was either speeding or something. And this lady has her little girl in in the back seat, and the little girl is kind of a kind of a dick. Like she keeps, <laughs> like she she throws like her stuffed toy out the window. Nicholas Cage gets and brings it back to her, and he goes back. He's being very polite to the lady, and uh, the lady throws uh, the uh, I mean the little girl throws the the teddy bear or whatever out the window again, and. Nicholas Cage goes to get it, but this time a fucking semi just fucking smashes them, and yeah, just and they oh, get demolished, damn. and so gotta love those moments. Yeah, it's like, oh damn, that did not see that coming. Right. Good job, guys. Apparently, <laughs> neither, neither did the trucker. Like, <laughs> motherfucker never even stopped. I <laughs> <laughs> well, just kept going. Right. Like, hit and run. <laughs> it's like maybe no one saw that, um, <laughs> but I, I guess the whole point of that was just to you know denote that uh, like it kind of fucked them up some or whatever. Uh, but so like it's some years later now, and I think his wife has gone missing or presumed dead or something like that. But he, he gets 
anyway, he gets like a, a, a case, which by the way, He's a motorcycle cop. Not sure why the fuck he got a, a like a, a case. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, that's a detective thing. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. You're not a beat, you don't get cases when you're a beat cop. That's just yeah. <laughs> but he goes to, like this secluded uh, like location. I don't. They don't really specify where the fuck it is. Maybe they do. It's irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> but it's basically like this compound. It's it's like a kind of like a cult compound. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of people there who are. Uh, you know, like they're living almost like I don't want to say Amish type lives, but like no, like like little to no electricity. Okay, you know, you. living like you know a very some yeah, yeah minimalist uh, styled life. And uh, he's there on a missing persons case. Uh, he's looking for like a uh, a missing child. And uh, and so while he's there, like there's these weird kind of mysteries and conundrums that unfold. And I think at one point he finds that his his wife is still alive, and this that and the third. And he then he. You know, uh, I hate to spoil. I don't want to spoil too no, much of this good. for you. I but mean, you're good, dude. You're good. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure you've seen the infamous memes about the oh, Wicker course, Man. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. The bees, the not bees. the bees, because yeah, they make a point to let you know that he's allergic to bees early in the movie. But essentially, he was. Uh, there was no the missing case for this little girl. He was lured there uh, by his uh, his his wife uh, because they needed to make a sacrifice to the Wicker Man. Uh, in order to continue receiving, uh, you know, uh, years of plenty, you know. Oh, okay. So, like, cultist, need- cultist, cultist worship to a ancient power yeah. to, uh, you know, develop prosperity. Got it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they, uh, and Nicolas Cage, <laughs> Nicolas Cage is just the best and the worst part of this movie. Well, it- and see, that, that's the case with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it is. I love the man, like, I, m- the majority of the time, I just have to laugh, but at the same time, I do love this actor. Mm-hmm. Like he is over the top. He's crazy. You kind of know what you're gonna get going in. Yeah, <laughs> like, you do. If you know he's in the movie, just expect him to go, you know, like crazy eyed and start screaming for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> I would never forget. There was one hilarious part in the movie that was not intended to be hilarious, <laughs> which is some of the funniest moments. <laughs> of course, of course. But uh, there. He starts to realize that these people are fucking around with him. Like, they're yanking his chain, and they're right. not being upright. And there's this one woman. She might have been, like, a school teacher there. Sure. And she goes to, like, approach him. <laughs> Nicholas Cage karate kicks the fuck out of her. <laughs> and she goes flying and smashes into a wall. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, ah, that's, that's <laughs> phenomenal, actually. And I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> and, like, she's... Out for like the rest of the movie. I mean, rightfully so. She oh got yeah, a super kick for yeah. uh, Nicholas Cage, bro. <laughs> I'm like, what in the ever loving fuck? Uh, but then, like, once he gets, he does get captured at the end because he. he it's kind of like that that one um, gif going around where like uh, people keep approaching the guy and he smacks them and then someone else comes and he smacks them. Yeah, just smack, smack, yeah. smack, smack, smack. Yeah. Nicholas Cage kind of does that in this no. movie, like. <laughs> He just karate kicks and punches like the entire compound. But eventually they get a hold of him and they, they, they tie him down. And when they tie him down, they take a sledgehammer and one at a time they cave in his kneecaps with the sledgehammer. Yeah. And Nicholas Cage is Nicholas Cage is selling like Sean Michaels versus Hulk Hogan. Like he oh, is no. just <laughs> like, selling his ass off. That's all over the road. <laughs> just for no you working tonight, ain't you? Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, the infamous moment where they take the cage full of bees 
and the bass, not the bass, and they put it over his head, and like I'm watching this movie. Like the first time I saw it, I was a kid, right? And I was actually watching it with my parents, and oh, we were God. all collectively like, "What in the fuck is going <laughs> on?" <here?" laughs> Oh, that is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wicker Man, like, the reason why it's number five and not higher on, on this that list. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty fucking bad. It's <laughs> not one of those things that's straight to bargain bin. Yeah. Like, oh. But the reason why, like, it's at this spot is because it was still somehow an interesting experience. And I'm like, I don't. And you know, don't, like, some, some movies are like that. Yeah. Like, I actually felt that way about Nope. Mm. Like, Nope. Yeah, like, see, I really like Nope. I like, I like the movie up yeah. until kind of the end, but like, mm. I thought like the overall concept of the movie was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, like it, 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 it like I was like, huh, this is great. Yeah, like there's only a few things that I just you know, but I would categorize it like that as like, well, yes, I've seen alien movies, I've mm-hmm. seen you know like crops go missing stuff like that. Yeah, of course. But they took a nice spin to it, and it right. was an experience because it wasn't just a spaceship. Yeah, spoilers, guys. Spoiler um, alert. <laughs> yeah. We cover that on the Patreon. You guys know that. Fair right? enough. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, like it was an actual alien. I was like, oh well, shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm cool. Uh, but uh, the, the chump was the scariest thing in that movie to me. Oh God, yeah, oh, that, that was that was. And that was my plot hole issue. Is like it felt like there was really no reason. There's for no that. reason for that. So Kevin and I talked about that. Like, about about I, the chimp. Me and my wife actually Googled yeah. it afterwards. We're like, why was this chimp in there at the beginning? Why is this keep eating flashback? And it was all based around, uh, um, the, I, got, I can't remember his name. Uh, he played uh, Glenn. On oh, Bob yeah, Day. yeah, yeah. Uh, St- uh, Stephen, Stephen Young. Yeah, Stephen Young. Yeah. yeah um, like, it was all based around his childhood drama. And, like, mm-hmm. it was supposed to explain well, well, why he was feeding it. But I was like, what? <laughs> Like it, the more the more you think about it, it, it kind of checks out. But it is a really deep cut, a really kind of a stretch. I do agree. Right, it, it yeah. was a stretch. Like yeah. I, not that I hated it, or right? Anything, but I was like, y'all could you could have gave me a little bit more. Yeah, Just some some because th- there was really no connective tissue. I right. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your number four, Oz? Uh, number four, um, the witch. So this that's an interesting choice. I have not seen it, but I've heard conflicting things about it. I've heard that it's either phenomenal or is so okay. So my personal opinions on it are it's in a way it is the negative depiction of what a actual witch is. I know plenty of Wiccans and stuff like that, and like this is this story to me was told from the perspective of the way that mainstream society view a witch like back in the Salem witch hunt days. Mm-hmm. And that is probably the furthest thing from the truth. And, but like, I thought maybe it was one of those things where it was going to be, this is what it is to a point, And then they correct it, but they never corrected it. And it just, it fell super flat for me. And I was just like, so this is just more anti-witch propaganda. Way to go guys. Mm-hmm. You know, religious, mm-hmm. you know, uh, zealotry here. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and oh, okay. that's why that's why gotcha. I personally didn't like it. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, <clears throat> interesting thing about the movie: it was made by the same company that made Midsommar. Uh, that that company is called A twenty four. They make a lot of very interesting horror movies. That's all they do. Okay. And, and they have a very interesting flavor and style. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, the, don't get me wrong. The visuals were great. <clears throat> I will give them that. The visuals were phenomenal in that movie. 
But it's it's the fact that their depiction of witches is what you didn't like. Yeah, it was that like I guess you didn't like the if they would have called them called it crone, mm-hmm. I would have been completely cool with it. Gotcha. Or like or or hag or something like yeah. that. I'd have been cool with it. But I guess it was just that one detail they, they called it a witch, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, we're in the twenty twenty first century, guys. Come on, like y'all know these religions are out there and exist and are. I guess it's just my my personal no. opinions. Uh, yeah, and I, I I get that. Um, so, because I haven't seen the movie, but like course, it, yeah. their their depiction of witches is is it just more like bubbles, bubble toiling trouble type witch? Uh, kind of. It's it's like it they're is, just depicted as like evil entities versus something that's more. It, so it's uh they 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 put them out there as like uh satanic. Devil worshiping, mm-hmm. okay, you know, and like it's like this one, like it, it, I kind of checked out part of the way through because gotcha. of how much I just like I was like, mm. yeah, but like it was just one of those things. I was just like, okay, um, open your eyes, people. Like yeah. these religions are not as bad as this is movies making it out. I understand the concept behind it because mm-hmm. back in those days people didn't they feared what they couldn't explain right and so they came up with a reason for like they, they a a their own definition of what a witch is mm-hmm. and you know I, I would, like I said if, if they would have called it a crone or a hag I would have been a hundred percent okay with it I with might have enjoyed they... it a little bit more gotcha but like yeah it just it turned it, it just wasn't good to me that, that's I guess it's like, it's more personal feelings mm-hmm. than it is actual critique. No, I uh, I I can get that. Uh, you know, like uh, when I look at like because um, like not to go off like on a religious tangent, of course, of course. But you know, when, when you think about like um, when you think about like how how religion has been displayed in movies to a degree, especially in Western culture, kind of shed on all religions, whether purposely or, or not and indirectly or not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's like, that is kind of a recurring theme. You know, right. uh, it, it would be like for anyone out there who's like a Christian, like if you talk to someone who grew up in a, in a non-Christian nation, if they just devalued your religion to the worst parts of it, like, Oh, so you guys, you know, according to your old Testament, you believe in slavery and you believe in, Sacrificing goats. Sacrificing, and, and your children, maybe. Right, even. yeah. Like, I guess, I guess in my opinion, if if you're going to use a religion, don't use stereotypes, mm. if you can. Yeah. Like, obviously, stereotypes are there for a reason. Stereotypes, I mean, I mean, I guess it goes the same thing with race. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't lean into the stereotypes. Uh, yeah. Try to take an approach of, Confusion mm-hmm. rather than bashing, I guess, in my opinion. I, I just felt like this movie was kind of bashing. kind of bashing witches. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, uh, I can get that. That is uh, very understandable. Uh, my number four <clears throat> is also a bit of a trip. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen this movie. I hope you have. This is actually a James Wan movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Malignant. I have not. Like, so I'm, I'm actually kind of slacking on my horror movies because my wife doesn't really. Really like watching them gotcha. all that much, mm-hmm. so I don't. I, I watch them very seldomly, so I've not seen this. But please, by all means, describe away. 
Are, are you adverse to spoilers? By the way, full spoilers for everything we're talking about tonight. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. Have, like, <laughs> honestly, if most of the stuff on my list, if uh, you haven't seen them by now, then you're probably not going to watch it anyway. Because most of mine <laughs> are very old. <laughs> Actually, saying that's slight spoiler, but like my uh, my best list is like, if you guys haven't seen these, then yeah. Yeah, but. sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think I remember seeing a trailer for Malignant. I can't. I really have drawn a blank. Uh, I I really really wanted Kevin uh, to watch this movie because I really wanted to do a, a review on it okay. when it came out. Uh, I sat down and I watched this movie because it came out on HBO Max. I said, "Yeah, let's do this." And what a fucking experience this movie was! I I I, I would love to sit down with James Wan and just ask him. So malignant. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Dang. It, it's like that. It huh? is like that. Okay. And so here's the thing. Like, it, in the grand scheme of things, is Malignant really the fourth worst superhero movie or uh, uh, horror movie ever? No. But because of somewhat recency bias and because of, you know, of doing something that was so fucking bizarre that just didn't land. That's why I'm putting it here on the list. Okay, fair enough. Know. Fair enough. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and give away the twist here to Malignant. So if you guys have not seen it yet, then go ahead and check out. Okay, and come back in like, you know, five or ten minutes. Uh, but the whole idea of Malignant is that there's this lady. Uh, she, uh, um, she, she had like this... Uh, <clears throat> trying to remember exactly how the movie put it because like man it, it is a fucking fucking killer let me tell you <laughs> uh, but uh, essentially this lady was uh, she had like this she okay yeah so it was her and and her twin okay. and her and her twin uh, had like this very special link okay but like when they were young uh, the twin, I forget what his name was, but he fucking murdered and like massacred like this entire hospital facility that they were in. A little, oh, they were man. on like the edge of Frankenstein's castle on like a fucking rocky lake. It was a very bizarre aesthetic. Uh, but <laughs> but the the twin, uh, he he was killed uh, early on in the movie. But like uh, the. The, the the twin sister the protagonist you know she uh i guess it was something again kind of the unresolved trauma that she had a hard time getting over uh but so the the twin boy he he died uh close to the beginning of the movie like they were able to i think to to get rid of him uh or, or at the very least put him away uh but some like 20 years later now uh she's i think she's engaged and i believe that she's expecting I don't remember this movie came out like a year ago, uh, but long story short, uh, she starts getting these these visions of her twin brother, and and then on top of that, uh, she, paranormal shit starts happening around the house, and she gets the feeling that this fucking twin he he's still out there, and he start, of course starts murdering people, and. Uh, you know, at one point he fucking chases her and shit, and she narrowly escapes. 
And but he he's on this fucking killing spree and like he is just fucking shrouded in mystery. And it is not until the third act when we realize what in the fuck is going on. You see, Kevin, the the twin, they were actually somewhat conjoined. And if you were to shave this woman's head, you would see that there is a face on the back of her head. And that is the twin. They thought that they successfully lobotomized the twin. They did not. And so this twin now comes alive when she's sleeping or unconscious and does a bunch of shit. But he does it like backwards. Backwards. So when you see there, there's well, like le- there, is this bullshit. <laughs> there is like there's legit fight scenes, like action movie style fight scenes that you see in the third act once they give you this reveal. And I meant to have some clips pulled up for you so you could see what in the fuck this looks like. So, there's uh, one of my worst lists that is uh, along the lines of nowhere near as bad as that, Mm -hmm. I think, but it is definitely up there, and I've bitched about this movie to you at least (laughs) once a year um, since it came out. Um, But yeah, like, uh, I, I get you. Like, this whole, like, why reveal it? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, it was attached to the back of the attached head. to the back of the head. And so they fight scenes. Yes, they share by. So like when they fight, technically she's or he's doing like you know oh, behind the fuck. yeah, and like and it looks fucking ridiculous. And I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? So like, he kills like an entire police station full of people in like a ridiculous. Like he's fucking amazing. He's like Daredevil, Nightwing style Whoa. acrobatics. <laughs> It, it made me laugh and infuriated at the uh, same yeah, time. Like, I think I would have been like, nah, dog, I can't finish this shit. Like, what's that? So I, I have a pet peeve um, about horror movies. If you're going to have a nice twist in it, mm-hmm. um, make sure the placement placement of your twist is in the correct spot. Yes. And that is going to be a talking point on one of my movies on my worst list. Oh, boy. Well, you know, that that is all I have to say about Malignant. Homies, uh, seriously, guys. <laughs> like, this is one of those movies, again, if you haven't seen it, I hate to do it, but watch it. <laughs> you know what? At this point, it's a courtesy watch. Just, yeah. Just, 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 you know. Yeah, humor me and yourself and watch it. Just go into it with uh, an open mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your number three? Number three. Um, okay. So number three, and this is the one I was talking about, is The Village. Oh my gosh. You have heard me rant about this movie multiple times Mm -hmm. off mic. This movie, directed by M. Night Shyamalan, uh, which I do enjoy some of his movies, but it's literally hit or miss with him, whether it's going to be good or not. And this is one of those movies that I was just talking about where the placement of your twist... Can oh, ruin your movie. he fucked that all up. I checked out halfway through the movie because right. of the twist. Be- because of the twist. So the, the, the whole premise behind the movie is this uh, almost uh, pilgrim-like village. Um, and these people are living their lives. There's a massive forest that surrounds them in their little community. And um, all of a sudden things start dying and being, are being left at the borders of their, their village. And it's starting to freak, you know, the elders out, and definitely some of the the, the 
lesser you know ranking people in the society, and then at one point they are I can't remember exactly the reason why she has to leave, but I think it has something to do with that uh, they need help in the society and mm-hmm. come to find out this is in the middle of the movie, not at the end, the middle of the movie. They reveal that they are in a uh, a paid for like sanctuary by these elders, so they can uh, exclude themselves from mainstream mainstream society. Which you know what? Cool twist. Mm-hmm. However, there's this monster that's supposed to be roaming through the forest, killing anyone who goes in there. That's how they keep the other people who are not in the know in the village. But it's made up. It's a person in a suit. It's Scooby-Doo. It's straight up Scooby-Doo. And so now this, uh, the, the, the main character, I can't remember her name, and honestly... Bryce Dallas Howard. Okay, yep. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to uh, uh, leave the, 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 the community through the forest, but then he tries... M. Night Shyamalan tries to make you feel scared... Of a monster that you know is fake. It's fake, yeah. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? How is this good? Like, right. How, like... And, and on top of that, like, she's... The main character is also blind. And right. so, like, from her perspective... And she knows. Yeah, she knows. She figures it out. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the village... The village was ass. <laughs> uh, honestly, I had a hard time, like... Like placing, like I knew mm-hmm. which movies were gonna be on my worst list. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time placing this one, honestly, like because it was almost number five, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> or number one, number one, yeah, it was almost number one. Like mm, I've ranted about this movie since the day I saw it. Me and my wife go rounds about this movie because she liked it. Oh, I don't know wow. why. I'm just like, mm, like this movie was so bad because of a plot twist. Placement. Right. It would have been amazing if they pushed it back to the third act. Right. But they didn't. No, no. Yeah, th- there's a reason why, like, with Scooby-Doo, they don't unmash the villain halfway through the episode. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Like, sure, I'll, I would accept the fact that it's a, mo- a man in a suit. Mm-hmm. However, don't tell me it is before you go put the person in danger with the monster. Right. Because then I'm not, I'm not going to give a shit. Like, yeah. why would I want... I Like, it's not going to hurt her. Like, it's a human. Right. I mean, like... And they're... Oh, oh God. Mm. No, yes, I, that, uh, the, 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 the village, sir. That was on my list. That That is definitely a good one to have on your list. <laughs> I, I cannot complain about that. Um, so, I'm not going to take a whole lot of time with my number three because I think that this is unanimously agreed to be a fucking awful movie. Okay. Uh, Jason X. A.K.A. Jason Goes to Space. <laughs> okay. I do have a little bit to say. Uh-huh. And this was my first official Jason movie. Holy shit. <laughs> you are shitting me. No, I'm not. I'm not. Because, like, growing up, like, I was super scared of, like, Chucky, so I was uh-huh. not going to watch, uh, like, an actual serial killer. Uh, but... Yeah, that was my first uh, Jason uh, Friday the Thirteenth movie. But yeah, um, and uh, it was probably it. your last. Uh, no, 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 
Um, I, I watched the the I think I definitely watched the first one. Um, and I think you got to watch the the first and the second one. In my opinion, are the only two worth the damn. Fair enough. Uh, the first one was great. It was yeah. the mom. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But like, I guess the reason why I was okay with this movie is because when I saw it, I knew no better, mm-hmm. and it was in outer space, and I like Star Wars. Oh <laughs> my I was a kid. Gosh. I was a kid. Okay, I was a kid. I'm not saying I would like it now. I'm just saying, like when I watched it, I liked it as a kid, but. Circumstances, circumstances. It, it was naivety. <laughs> Jason X, le- it, it's, yeah, <laughs> it, it legitimately killed the franchise. Yeah, it did. Like they couldn't <laughs> even revive it in the the in the recent year movie. Oh yeah, yeah. The one with I think Jared Padalecki was in that one, right? The one that I came out in '09. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, the, Jason X. They had di- they had literally <laughs> done. Every fucking Jason's been everywhere. Jason literally went to Manhattan. There's a movie called Jason Goes to Manhattan where he goes to Manhattan. I mean, it's, the, it's, it's no different than the Leprechaun franchise as well, though. Like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Leprechaun in the hood. Le- Leprechaun in the hood in the hood too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he went back to the hood. He went back. Matter of fact, I think that's actually the name. Back to the back hood. to the hood. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about like a fucking that should definitely be on my fucking list. By the way, God damn it. That movie was full of stereotypes. And there was nothing good about. I've actually never seen any of the Leprechauns, but like oh, <laughs> the the first one is not it's not that bad. It's not half bad, but man, when he goes to the fucking hood and then goes back to the I'm like back to the hood, I'm like I hate this and the stereotypes and then the motherfuckers <laughs> who made this movie. Holy shit, that might be where I'm putting. I'm putting. Uh, I'm, that's that's a tie for third place for Jason X. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but yeah, Jason X is just it's it's awful, just awful because it's awful. Yeah, it's it's pretty like honestly, like looking back on my memories mm-hmm. of it, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty bad. Like like yeah. yeah. <laughs> um Jason, I mean, with all due respect to the Friday the thirteenth series, is is literally uh B rate Halloween. He is. And yeah. honestly, he, he's definitely a one trick pony too. He's not yeah. even like at least with Michael Myers, he has a kind of a decent backstory. He has a decent backstory, and he has a protagonist. Right, exactly. Yeah. And Jason literally just shows up and just uh, the machete he, is a motherfucker. He he, he hates mask. he hates when teenagers have sex. I mean, <laughs> come on, bro. He's the <laughs> ultimate cock block, is what he is. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so yeah, Jake and Des guys. Enough said. It's sad when yeah. uh, you know uh, uh, Chucky has better of a backstory than you know. Jason. Oh my god, that's uh, very true. <laughs> and also, okay, and not to spend too much time on this, but his backstory makes no fucking sense. He drowned when he was a kid. How does he come back as like a full grown ass zombie man? I know, right? Like fuck that shit. Like no, like he's not coming back as a zombie. No, he comes back as a fucking ghost at, at most. And yeah, like come on now. And if you <laughs> want to bring back like the the decomposed zombie body, he'd be a little boy. Right, he wouldn't be a, a boy. Yeah, a boy. Not, a, not a full grown not man a full, in a hockey match. Right. I mean, this was the eighties. This like, was the eight. Yeah. Well, actually, the first one was in seventy nine, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been eighty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Might have been. Uh, what's your number two, Oz? My number two. Uh, honestly, I can interchange either one of these. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna go with the Forgotten. I have not seen this. This is a um, more science fiction. Thriller than it is actually a horror movie. Um, it's got 
uh, an actress I really love, uh, Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole premise behind the movie is uh, this woman's child goes missing. And when she goes to the police about it and talks to anybody about it, no one has any memory of it. And, like, the, of the child existing. Wow. Like, at all. And it's like, she's, like, going crazy thinking, like, did this, did my child actually exist? And this is a huge science fiction no-no for me. Do not make this massively, massively mystery-filled movie the end result being Aliens. Oh, my gosh. That is the worst it's science a, it's fiction It's a lazy trope. twist. It, it is yeah. so lazy. Oh, my God. Like, the knowing? No, mm, oh, no, yeah. The, uh, that's uh, what came to my mind when you right, said that. Mm, no. Like, The Forgotten was the first movie I ever saw do this, like, truly. And I was just like, it's Aliens who took her kid and erased everybody's memories? Fuck you. Yeah, fuck, fuck you. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Like, mm-mm. But, yeah, that, that was, that. like, I went on a first date. See this movie. Oh my god! It was horrible, <laughs> and I had to pretend I liked it because my date did. Oh, that's, that's the worst. I mean, I was in high school. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, aliens, man. They're like, okay, uh, what do we do for the twist, guys? Aliens. <laughs> like, give me a movie about aliens, and I'm down all day long. But you yeah. do not make the twist at the end be fucking aliens. God. Mm. <laughs> This the same go for Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull? Yes. <laughs> like, I liked the movie up until then. Like, <laughs> I was like, uh, mm. Fucking aliens, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't, gotta... don't give me that trope, guys. I can't stand it. Like, it is the, like, honestly, I think it's my most hated trope ever. Because, you know what? It's never been done successfully. Like, th- th- there is a way that you can set it up and have it be a successful payoff. Like, if there are breadcrumbs along the way, right. like, if you, can look, be, if you can look back and be like, holy shit, that, that makes that sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But no, it's always this super mystery of, right. like, maybe a cult is doing this. Or mm-hmm. maybe, you know, she's living in a simulation. Right, or some right. Shit like that. No, 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 no. Fucking aliens. I will give this movie one thing. It had a very creative moment in it where she's in her old house where, like, she is looking at her child's bedroom that has been, like, it's empty. Like, it's not a child's bedroom. So everything was erased. She pulls back the wallpaper, and it's it's painted like her uh, son's room. So, So she starts figuring it out. And, like, at that moment, a cop comes in and goes to shoot her, but then gets snatched into the sky by an invisible force. It was a cool moment. I still hated it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But it was a cool moment. <laughs> yeah, it was, the... it was. It was just really bad. Like I, I can't. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like unless it's a straight up alien movie, I've never seen the alien reveal actually work. No, no, yeah. not really. No, not not in like a horror or sci fi movie. Mm-mm. Um, my my number two. Um, wow, man. Okay, so what I'm about to say, my number two is a franchise movie. Ooh. Uh, this is, is n- it the whole franchise or just the one? No, no, just the just the one in exchange. And and if I'm being objective, this may not be the worst movie in the franchise, but it is the most offensive, oh, and no. it is the most recent. Halloween ends. The last and latest Halloween oh, no. movie. Uh, 
See, I, I, will, I will honestly admit, I I know of Halloween and Michael Myers, but I've never seen a single one. It's one of my favorite horror franchises. Uh, like, I've heard it's amazing. Yeah. I just never got around to sitting down and watch it. I've seen, you know, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. and a lot of, uh, especially Child's Play. That was a big one for me. Uh, but I've, I never got into Halloween. Halloween, man, it's, it's so fantastic. Like, I, I love John Carpenter, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he's the man. John, yeah, definitely. Uh, but, man... So, let me say this. Uh, Halloween 2018, when it came out, I thought that it was uh, a, a tremendous uh, resurgence uh, for Halloween because what it does is it basically takes all the Halloween movies that came out after the first one and says, none of those exist. This is a direct sequel to the very first one. Okay. And, uh, and it, was, it was very, very fucking good. I was, I was, it, made, it was one of those movies that made you proud to be a fan of a franchise. Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then I believe just last year they came out with a direct sequel to that one called Halloween Kills. Uh, not nearly as good as the one that came out in 2018. And sure. matter of fact, it, it was pretty fucking bad. Mm. And then Halloween ends. Yeah. You guys literally and metaphorically, metaphorically killed the franchise with this one. This was, this is told as the last Halloween movie. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis says she's done. There's no more. Right. Like- and, She's been mean, like, if, I keep seeing memes of, if, if he didn't kill that bitch this time, <laughs> I'm going to get out of my damn self. But the problem with this is that they don't, Michael Myers is in this movie, movie for maybe 20 minutes. What? And they try to make somebody else the main, spoiler alert again, they try to make somebody else the main Threat. They, 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 so the movie starts off. I actually love the way it starts. Okay. The first five minutes of it is great. Uh, it starts off with this kid. Uh, he's like he's a teenager, uh, like uh, maybe eighteen or so, sure. and uh, he's he's babysitting uh, for uh, this family who he's friends with. And uh, so these parents they step out on Halloween night, and he's babysitting this little boy. Little boy's kind of a dickhead, but you know, yeah, little boys tend to do they that. Tend, yeah, they can be like they can be that way. Uh, but, uh, this, this guy, uh, this 18 year old kid who's babysitting the, the small child, um, come to find out he, uh, uh, he has like, uh, presumably some issues with like enclosed spaces or dark spaces and things like that. Okay. Uh, but what ends up happening is that the, the kid's a dickhead, doesn't want to listen. Um, and the, the kid goes and runs off and then, uh, the 18 year old can't find him. And what is happening is that he hears the kid screaming bloody fucking murder for help, and uh, so he 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 runs upstairs to where he hears like the screams coming from. There's a knife on the ground, and he's like, "What in the fuck is going on here?" So he he picks up the knife and he slowly approaches this door where he's hearing the screams come from. He goes in and it's this dark enclosed space, and then the door closes on him, and so now he can't get out. The door is now locked, and he's screaming, and he can hear the kid on the other side of the door now laughing at him. The kid tricked him, and mm. just played a prank on him. And he's like, open the door, open the door, please open this door. And so he's freaking out. Right. And he, he, you know, he, he rams the door open. But when he does, the door flies open and it hits the kid and the kid goes off of the balcony. Oh, shit. And hits the, the bottom of uh, the, the bottom floor. The landing, yeah. yeah. the landing as soon as the parents walk back in the door. 
Oh, and then and then the eighteen year old walks out and looks down and he has this knife in his hand. Oh Jesus Christ! And, and the kid is on the ground. Right. Yeah. And, and so like I'm like I love this setup. I don't know where it's going, but I like this. Like that that that's a hell of a setup because like it, yeah, like, it just gives that implication that the the older brother intentionally did it. Right. And oh uh, yeah, like that like that sounds awesome. Like, yeah. Like I would be intrigued after that. Right. I was like, where are they going with this, and how are they going to tie this into to Michael Myers? Like, is he is he gonna See like his own, like grief and Michael. Like, what's what? Well, like, is he gonna face off with Michael? Like, what's gonna happen here? No, what ends up happening is that we we uh, pan by four years later, and uh, he he got off. You know, he didn't go to jail because right. it was it was accident. He didn't even get hit with manslaughter. It was an accidental thing. Um, the mother still fucking hates his guts. Obviously, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, understandably so. You yeah. know, like there's nothing you can do about that. Um, but. The only redeemable character in, the, in this movie is Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, but she does not get nearly enough screen time. Uh, her her granddaughter gets a lot of screen time, and she she's just a plot device. And she falls in love with the kid, with the eighteen year old, and the eighteen year old uh, he's being bullied by some other assholes, and he ends up killing them. But or, or he actually no before that happens, he gets bullied by by these these other kids. And he, he falls into like this sewer graded area. And then that's where he finds Michael Myers, who's been hiding, I guess, for four years. And Michael Myers grabs him by the throat and looks him in the eye. And then he lets him go. Because I guess Michael Myers can see the same evil in him that's in Michael himself. And then after a while, the kid starts being like an avatar for Michael, starts bringing people down there for him and Michael to kill together. Like, it's, like I said, I've never seen yeah. any of them, but doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of yes, Michael it Myers? Does. It, like he, like he is really much uh, like I kill gets gets in my way of my goal. Like, yeah, that's what he, I've yes. always, yeah. If it's not Jamie Lee Curtis, he's just gonna kill it to get out of his way. Oh yeah, like he doesn't care. Like, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> and then like they they committed like in my mind one of the most atrocious sins, and that is that at one point they have this guy. We don't even know why. We don't get a reason. We see him like. Fighting with Michael Myers in the sewer, and he gets the upper hand and takes Michael's mask, and then he tries to assume the role of Michael Myers as he, as he kills the assholes kid, uh, kids that bullied him, and he goes after Jamie Lee Curtis for fucking reasons. Uh, yeah, and, Wait, and, are they trying to revitalize the the, the well? The well even if they were, the kid gets fucking killed anyway. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, no. And then at the very end, we get a tacked on fight between Michael and and Laurie, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, and I'm like, well, this doesn't mean anything now. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. God, like that just makes me not want to watch any of them. Yeah, now. Like, <laughs> like I've already yeah. haven't watched them up until this point. Makes me not want to watch it at all. <laughs> it, it was awful. I'm like, I don't see how people like this movie. I, I I mean, most people I think tend to hate it, but the fact that there's anyone who likes this, yeah. Movie, yeah. Unfortunately, I think about most movies, there's always going to be someone who yeah. likes at least one to two people, but they, mm-hmm. they still like it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, uh, you, you're, you and your opinions can fuck off then, because I, yeah. 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 Uh, before you give me your number one, Oz, do you have any honorable mentions that, that could have made your worst list? Ooh, um, actually, I mean, I've, like, you can name a laundry list of them mm-hmm. but like honestly none that were bad enough to fully make the list gotcha opinion. all right um 
I'll go ahead and say this. I do have a few honorable mentions. Mine was another Halloween movie, Halloween Resurrection. I you, heard that was horrible. It was fucking awful. <laughs> That's the one where Michael Myers gets beat up by Buster Rhymes. <laughs> e- enough said. Uh, and uh, and I have and anything made by Rob Zombie. I I hate all of his movies. The Devil's Rejects wasn't that bad. It was to me. Like the other movies, I get, but I didn't think Devil's Rejects was that bad. All his movies are the same. All his characters are the same. Well, I mean that's a fair point. But yeah, just and and uh, yeah, it's not for me. Yeah. Uh, what's your number one, Oz? My number one. Like I said, this could interchange with the Forgotten, but I think this one out because it was the I felt the weakest. Story I have ever fucking heard in a fucking movie. It's called Dark Water. It came out in 2005 and it has uh, Jennifer Connelly in it. Okay. It did go to theaters. However, I don't think anybody watched it. Um, <laughs> I will say, uh, so the premise behind this movie is this woman moves into this apartment building with her daughter. Um, and all of a sudden, her faucets start coming on. Okay. Sure, a little weird, supernatural. Mm-hmm. God, cool, I'm down. Then eventually at some point, like the entire floor's faucets were coming on. And that is basically the majority of the major plot hooks in that movie. Was that faucets, coming faucets on? were coming on. Come to find out, a little girl died on the roof and uh, she drowned in the, uh, the water, uh, the septic system. Mm-hmm. And... She is now haunting this building. But there literally was no substance to this story. It was... That was... Evil water. Like, not even evil water. Haunted water. Haunted water. Haunted water. High water bill is what it could have been <laughs> that's called. That's it. High water bill. <laughs> I was like, this is a thing? Like, I wasted my time watching this movie? Like I said, I like most movies I sit down yeah, and watch. Yeah, but... Uh, I don't even know what possessed me to watch this movie. I really don't, because the trailer is just as bad. Like, I, maybe I was It just, was Jennifer Connelly. No, not really. No? Like, okay. I, I mean, like, yeah, she, sure, she's cute, but, like, mm-hmm. whatevs, man. Like, yeah. eh. I'm gonna watch a slasher flick if it's got a cute chicken. That's like, true, because you, you see some titties. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, I think it was even rated... I think it was, like, PG-13. Oh, wow. So, it, so not it, even any chance of titties. No, exactly. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was haunted water. That was the premise behind the movie. There was no real danger in my like the entire movie. So, what was the resolution? Just discovering was uh, it was the the discovery that it was haunted by a little yeah, girl? Essentially, yeah, they, they 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 found out that like they like they actually found the skeleton. They removed the remains and everything stopped. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. like not even salting the bones, not burning uh, burning them. Nothing. That's something like, that uh, that works best. It's like an episode of the Twilight Zone, right? Yeah, yeah. That is like a hundred. Not even mm, like I would still <laughs> probably like not want to watch that episode. Right. But like, if I'm a fan of the Twilight uh, Twilight Zone, I'll watch it. And be like, ah, oh, shit, that was shit. Not watching that again. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I'm saying, like, even if they condensed it down to like a 30 minute episode, right? it still wouldn't be enough. No, no, no. I, still, I think I still would hate it. <laughs> like, like I said, this this movie. Like, I've ranted to Kay about it because we watched it together. Yeah. My wife, and like, oh my God, it was just haunted water. Like, that that was it. Like, and not even, they didn't even do anything fun with the water. It just shit turned on and started flooding oh a little bit. Yeah, That's I mean, it. And I get, like, a, a lot of horror movies have low budgets, but my gosh, right. that's just, <laughs> that's it just was lazy. It all filmed in a, in a apartment building. 
like it, the, the whole movie. They didn't really leave the apartment building. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> it's fucking atrocious. Jesus. <laughs> What's uh, your number one, my man? So my number one is uh, similar to something you did earlier. Okay. Uh I have written down my number one is Resident Evil in in parentheses all of it. Oh uh, no! <laughs> so when I say all of it, I mean all of the movies, the Netflix movie or or whatever platform the movie came out on, and the Netflix TV show. It is all fucking garbage. You didn't like the first one at least. Not there at all. is nothing good about. Any live action Resident Evil. The best live action Resident Evil are the cutscenes from Resident Evil 1. That is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm referring to the video game, folks. <laughs> I didn't mind the first Resident Evil. Like, I watched most of them, too. I didn't. I thought Afterlife was pretty good because they, they brought Wesker in. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, in the cheesiest fucking fashion. Uh, true. He but, was. Like, it was cool to see him on screen, though. <laughs> I can see him on a video game, and he's much cooler. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. No, no, I get you. And this just goes back to that, you know, like, I like everything. But, like, yeah, no, uh, I see why you, you would say that, though, like, for real. You know, it's like, as a fan of, of, the, of the video games, I'm like, nothing has even come close to capturing the essence of Resident Evil because the thing about Resident Evil is that most of them present like it's too late and like there's an outbreak and like the world is now in ruins. The whole thing about Resident Evil, at least like the good ones, is that like it's about preventing it from getting that far. Right. Yeah. You know, and and I'm like the the first one the first game and the second game and even the third game and the fourth game, fuck, like all of those are easy layups for movies. The first game is literally a haunted house. How the, how do you fuck that up? You know? <laughs> they wanted to tell a different story. Oh, the other one is going on. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the second and, one, you have the rookie cop and then the and then, and then you have the the young girl who's looking for her brother who's also a cop. You know, uh, how do you how do you how do you fuck that up? You know, it's those two in, in a town that has been ravaged by this virus that has been unleashed by this evil medical corporation. Something like, that, honestly, not too far, like, not too far of a stretch, I believe it could happen. Yeah. Like, that's some bullshit. Right. Maybe not to the that Maybe extent, not to the extent, but, but yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, the fact that none of these movies or the TV show could capture the basic essence of Resident Evil... I mean, let alone the characters. Like, none of the movies capture the essence of the characters either. Yeah, honestly, when I saw Jill Valentine for the first time in the second one, yeah. I was just like, what? Right. <laughs> I was like, like did that's... you really have to put her in that outfit? Oh, right. Like, there was no point. There was no reason for that. No, like, not at all. Yeah, so for, for that reason, Resident Evil franchise, all of it, is, is my number one. What, what a goddamn shame. And also, very little of it even tried to be horror. That's true. Like, I think there was a few moments where they'll, like, do mm-hmm. the zombie walk shuffle. Yeah. But that's about it. Like, yeah. honestly, I've seen episodes of The Walking Dead would be a million times scarier than oh, any of those movies. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. Um, 
do you have anything else about like uh, the, the the shitty <laughs> horror movies before we move on to like the the good ones? The good ones, uh, not really. Like, and again, it's mostly about tropes and personal feelings for me. Mm-hmm. Like if I can't fully connect with the movie in any way, I'm like I just hate it. Like because horror is like one of those genres. Like either I love it or I hate it. Yeah. Like I've, I've like for mo- for the most part, I'm pretty uh, like neutral on a lot of you know movies because like I like seeing people's perspective on different things. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to horror, you're watching it, you kinda wanna be scared, at least yeah. a little bit. Like yeah. or at least have a very compelling and fucked up story that it makes me like want to like maybe burrow my eyes out afterwards or something. Right. Like give me something. Yeah. But if it's evil water or aliens. Um <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can go fuck yeah. yourselves. <laughs> yeah, like the horror movies, they come in abundance, and I think one reason is because they're cheap. They are cheap to yeah, make, yeah. yeah, and and also because they're easy to formulate. Like you can make a horror movie that's about nothing. Mm. You know, uh, I mean, hell, uh, th- there's an unlimited number of those on Netflix that you guys can watch right now. Oh, of course. Yeah, and like you can go on like uh, I think it's sci-fi. They, 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 oh, they'll, oh, they'll definitely uh, yeah. throw a horror movie at you like at least <laughs> once a week. Oh yeah, uh, at, at minimum. At minimum, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll call it horror, but I mean it's horror because of how bad it is. I guess you know? <laughs> yeah. it is scary how bad a movie can be. Oh, uh, can't even call it a B flick. It's like a, a maybe a Z flick. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> was this made by like uh, high school or, or grad students? Like who? <laughs> Made this, um, so like we we've hinted a little bit about like what makes a good horror movie, but you know, for me, it's it's not just a movie that has effective scares, but it's it's about atmosphere. Oh, of course, yeah, hundred uh, percent. It's about tension as well. Like, how, can you build that tension? <laughs> uh, sorry, I have a yeah. joke. It's about also something that's. Overlooked way too many times with horror movies is uh, the protagonist. Oh, like, yeah. do you have a protagonist that we want to root for? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and the if it's a creature feature, is your creature cool and does it make sense? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. Whew. Yeah. Like, there's some honorable mentions I can give. For, like, like I didn't really care for the movie, but the creature was cool as shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like Jeepers Creepers is on the on that list for me. Y- you know what? Um, Jeepers Creepers for me could be on either list, like right because it's like it's good, but, but it's, it's bad, not. yeah. <laughs> and like Jeepers Creepers, not to go off on a tangent before we get started here, but it's like that's one of those movies that has so much potential to be good. Oh God, yeah, it did. It's got oh. so much potential, but yeah. they they've been getting worse. Have you seen the new one? There's a new one. Just I, just came out. I'm yeah. sorry, like I, I stopped watching after two. Uh, <laughs> how many are there? <laughs> Uh, this is number f- three or four. I think. Okay. I think it's number four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whew. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I, I like. What's the creature's name called again? He's called. Is he just the? I thought it was. Like, is it Scarecrow? No, no that's uh, not right either. No. Like, I know he portrays the Scarecrow in the second. Yeah. One. Yeah. I'm honestly, I don't even remember. Me like, either. But I, I, I love the idea of that creature. Oh God, yeah. Like, um, there are so many like, um like lore stories about creatures like this mm-hmm. where they, like they have a cycle of when yeah. they come to life to kill to feed and stuff like that and it's like 
that concept doesn't really get old because it's very mysterious. Oh, yeah. You don't know what the fucker looks like most of the time. Yeah, And, you know, um, similar to what they did with, like, the, the, the new Predator movie, uh, Prey, they could do the same thing with the the, the Creeper. Like, oh, all you have to do, they can just put him in different time. He doesn't have to be modern day all the time. Right? It doesn't yeah. make sense for one thing. It's every 23 springs, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. So, I'm like, you can go back to, like, you know, the 1800s. You can go to, like, the oh, early I, 1900s. I would, I would watch the shit out of an 1800s. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Like, that would be, especially in an era before electricity or modern conveniences. Oh, yeah. That would actually make it scarier. It would. Like, yeah. It's a great story. Oh, yeah. You know what? We should write this down. We should. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a shame that, like, the first one was the best one, but there's never. I, I, I thought the second one was better. Personally. Really? Yeah. Personally, I thought the second one was better. Too, too, many, too many people for me. I mean, too many people, yes. But, like, I felt that it was a better overall movie. Hmm. In my opinion, the scares were better in the first one, mm-hmm. but like I felt the the overall movie, it just became a straight creature feature in the second movie. In my opinion, compared to the, the yeah. ominous, creepy fucker. That's what I liked, though. Oh, the, the, like both have their merits. But yeah, like, I, I personally thought the the second one was better. But it also because the the first one, because it has a smaller cast, the you care more about the protagonist. Like That's fair. when when Justin Long, when you find out that he he got got. Oh yeah, you're like, like fuck. He didn't make it. Yeah, yeah, right. Like you just see it, like like plucking his lies out. Yeah, that's the yeah that got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, but uh, let's go ahead and start here with the list, Oz. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, would you like to kick things off? Like, would you like me to? Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll kick things off. Yeah. Like the reason why uh, I kind of giggled when you said tension is because the number five on my list is a foreign film. Um, it is French. It is called High Tension. <laughs> I know, not not very creative uh, name for the movie, but I will give it this. Like, for one, like I, I'm not a huge sub fan. Like, I don't like wa- reading why I watch TV because like my brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> ADHD. You know, what's weird, I like it in English. I like having subtitles when I'm watching something that's in English. But like when it's in a foreign language, you just it makes be dubbed. It makes me sleepy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but I will say one of the best dubs for a foreign film I've seen mm. in a long time. Um, but it came out in 2003. Um, I don't know any of these actors' names, um, but uh, the premise behind the movie is these two college students, um, two females, uh, they are uh, heading to one of the females' family's home, which is out in a, uh, a farm. And when they get there, they're all, you know, um, uh, they're just getting settled in. You know, family's really nice. And then all of a sudden you see get cut to this scene where... There is this uh, dude in a really beat up but bulky truck. Not not a semi, but like a bulky truck. Kind of like the Jeepers Creepers truck a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and you see him making noises. Like you don't see, ever see his face. You just see a dude in a baseball cap and a jumper. And all of a sudden, you hear him groan a little bit and then pull a severed head out and then drop it on the ground. Apparently he was getting a BJ from a severed head. Oh Jesus! Oh yeah, like it's it's definitely a graph one of the one of the more graphic movies on my list. Um, but uh, the whole premise behind the movie is like this dude comes up to this farmhouse and then proceeds to kill the family. Like he rings the doorbell, the, uh, dad opens the door, he beats him, and then does one of the coolest kills in my opinion. It's very simple. The dad gets smacked in the head with uh, uh, some sort of billy club. 
He starts trying to crawl up the stairs, and the, the killer puts his foot on the back of his head and pushes his head between the rungs of the, oh, uh, the, stairs. the stairs. And then takes a rolling Chester drawer and just rips his head off with it. Oh. It was gory and glorious, and I was like, I've never seen anything like that. On uh, Like, that was creative, in my opinion. Yeah. Like... It's like this whole thing, like, uh, but the main character, uh, she is, uh, tr- like, she's actually, it's not her family, it's her, her friend's family, and uh, she sees all this stuff start to happen, and sees the mom get killed, and then um, sees the uh, her friend get kidnapped by this guy, and so she starts chasing him, uh, but like in a uh, sneaky way and stuff, and then by the... Uh, Ever plan on watching this movie? Nope. Well, you go ahead and tell me. Okay. Uh, so the twist is spoiler alert, guys, from two thousand five. <laughs> um, it was actually her the whole time, the friend. Yeah. The, uh, oh. So like she went crazy, and because uh, so the whole premise was like she was in love with the, her friend, mm-hmm. and her family was keeping them apart, sort of thing. Uh, and it was slowly revealed through the time. Like to me, it was it was a really good psycho. Yeah. Clip. And like at one point, she pulls up a fucking concrete saw and starts. Hacking away at somebody, it was, it's very gory, but I thought it was a really well done story, and it wasn't overly in your face with uh, the the tropes or anything like that. It, I felt like it was very solid. That's what, but it, but like not many people can say like foreign horror films can go on because America kind of like broke the mold with it a lot, a good little bit. In my yeah, because we've got you know Freddy uh, uh, Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. you know uh, Chucky. You know, right. Michael Myers. Yeah, and, Jason. But, yeah. yeah, Jason, yeah. So, like, seeing this foreign film and the the effect it had on me just right off the rip, I was like, okay, this this has to be on my list. Like, immediately. This is in my top five. That sounds like a, a really cool twist for that oh, movie. Oh, God, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I didn't see it coming. Because, like, it, there was a physical manifestation of this character because it was a man. It was, a, right. like, a full-grown man. You know, like a trucker hat and a jumper. Like trucker hat, yeah. But you never see the dude's face. Yeah. So it was one of those things. It's like by the time it's uh, it reveals it at the end, it's like, son of a bitch. Right. Because like the friend gets kidnapped, and you're always seeing it from the perspective of the main character, and so like she keeps seeing her get like put into the back of a car or something like that, and then when she see finally uh, meets up to her at the end. Like, her friend is freaking out because she sees her. Yeah. Because this whole time, she has been seeing her friend do all these horrible things. Right. And, yeah, it's, it, oh, it's, it was so good. It was very secret window, but done right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I, I was uh, not expecting something like that. I know. Like, like yeah. it's like, one of my main things is, if it's got a, a halfway compelling story, mm-hmm. and you give me some gore and some jump scares, it's a good horror movie, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, my number five. Uh, so this is, in many ways, the opposite of your movie. Oh, uh, in in the sense that this is a movie that everybody knows, everybody's heard of, everybody's familiar with, and probably everybody has seen. And that is the original uh, Exorcist. Oh, of course, the Exorcist. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, this one had to be on my list, and like this movie was so big. We weren't even alive when this movie came out, but like know, right? j- just the, the the aura and like the, the the zeitgeist of this movie had this entire country freaking the fuck out, right? Because like, of course, the satanic panic is always yeah. a thing, like especially back in those days. Mm-hmm. Like, whew, like this is a demon possessing someone. Hello, right? <laughs> 
And uh, it's one of those, uh, you know, one of those movies that's based off of a book, uh, which uh, claims to be based off of, uh, you know, some true events. Uh, it was a little boy instead of Reagan. Um, but what I like about this, again, it's not just the fact that of how much, you know, hype and how much, you know, this is one of those movies where people legitimately had fits in the theater. Like now when you see like, oh man, this movie sending people to the, you know, to the hospital or whatnot. Right, yeah, it's yeah. mostly fake propaganda yeah, just for the movie. Bravado. Yeah. 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 yeah stupid shit. Yeah. The Exorcist actually did that to people. Oh yeah. Because like that, like, so I think, especially when that movie came out, like people weren't ready for that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. cause like, like up until that point, like, yeah, you've, you've had probably had some, you know, decent, like, you know, major blockbusters, but when you see something that horrific, like and, yeah, and and it hit close to home because uh, there's a, a large percentage of people in this country who are extremely religious. Right, exactly. And yeah. so for them, they don't view it just a hero movie. They view it as I don't want that almost like a warning tale. Yeah, yeah. And, and and like they, a lot of people didn't even want that movie in their house. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, I I don't want it. I don't want that in my home. I don't want that that juju, that energy in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it was also. Another reason I really like this movie is because of uh, the main character here. Uh, I forget the father's name, but uh, or the pastor or the the preacher, father so and so. It's been forever since I've seen it. Yeah, but what I really like is that he's a protagonist who has, I mean, he has to overcome so much because he's going through a bit of a faith crisis throughout this because he doesn't know what to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he has to. You know, gain his own resolve, and you know he has to dig deep and, and really think about like what is it going to take to save this little girl? Can I really beat whatever demon's see, possession? And, does? and see, to me, this actually so like going back to the you know one of my worst movies, you know, The Witch. Yeah, like this is a accurate way right. to depict a religion in a horror movie. Yeah, in my opinion, like it gave that preacher a test of faith. It did. Yeah. Like, and that in itself automatically changes the dynamic of that. Cause it's like, Oh, not good versus evil. This is a human being trying to exercise this demon. Right. Not a holier than thou, like all, all good entity taking out this thing. Yeah. You know, it is literally a human being. And like that, that, that conflict there just creates that story. Right. That's yeah. the appropriate way to That's, use religion in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's like, uh, because it really, again, it humanized him, right? You know, and because you you see this man slowly break down as well, but he can't just shirk his duties, right? You know, but he he doesn't know what to do, and, and I mean, and at the end of the day, forty year old spoiler, I guess, but he it 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 cost him his life, but he gets it done, yep, you know, does. and uh, but yeah, maybe he just didn't like PC. <laughs> uh, you know, fun fact like uh, that soup was not intended to actually get in his mouth, but it did, and it, it caused him to have that visceral reaction that he had in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's phenomenal. But you know, even uh, this is one movie that actually got better with time because, similar to like the original Star Wars, they added they added in scenes to The Exorcist that weren't in oh, the nice. theatrical. I, it's been a, a long time since I've watched this movie. Well, there's a scene, and this is one of the creepier scenes in the movie. It's when. Reagan is crawling down the stairs, Bray Wyatt style. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not in the theatrical cut. That was uh, oh, that was added was afterward. Added yeah, like, yeah. I remember seeing that scene. Yeah, but I was like, oh God! Like, 
they showed this back then? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good uh, <on> them. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, Exorcist uh, definitely had to be my number five on the list. Nice. Okay. Uh, what you got for number four? Uh, 13 Ghosts. <laughs> oh, man. Good old 13 Ghosts. It's like, so, I guess, it's a, to me, I, I love the concept behind this movie. That's why I made the list. Um, while, uh, yeah, there were some scary moments, it was more of like this psychological, supernatural thriller, in my opinion. And I just love the fact that each ghost had their own story. Right. Matter of fact, I want to say there was talk, I don't know if it was actually going to happen or not, but a, a, like a series that was going to cover each ghost. Each ghost. That'd be dope. That would be super dope. But I just love the, the, the concept of this ancient lore of creating this uh, all-powerful machine fueled on supernatural, you know, energy. And not to mention, each ghost was so fucking interesting. Yeah. You, you mean, you got the... The jackal was, my, like, the, the, the creepiest fucking one to me. Like oh, the yeah. One, yeah, the, the one in the cage. Oh, my God. What the... Yeah, yeah I was like, what in the fuck are these things? <laughs> right? Like, there's no way that these things were at one point people. Like, right? But I suppose so. So, uh, for those of you who have not seen the movie, mm-hmm. it's uh, this... The concept is that this rich, eccentric billionaire is hunting ghosts. And he uses a medium or a psychic, uh, played by Matthew Lillard. He he shows up again on my list later. Um, oh, I, I well, you just gave one away from me then. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> but uh, Matthew Lillard, uh, he plays a psychic who can he feels ghosts very like strongly, and like he used this guy to track them down. And like at the very opening scene, you see them in this junkyard, and uh, they they meet the ghost called the Juggernaut, and it's this. Um, uh, can't remember exactly his story either, but like it's this like really tall like lurch looking guy with a uh, raggedy white hair. But he, I remember him breaking a dude in half with a car. Yeah, and like he's just like uber strong, throwing people into stuff. And like they actually show him get captured in this like um, glass case that has these ancient archaic runes all over it. And then come to find out, the billionaire died. Oh no. Um, but the whole premise behind it afterwards is that uh, his family inherits the house that he built, this billionaire's house, and uh, come to find out, he put all the glass cases in the basement with all the ghosts, all 13 ghosts, well, 12 ghosts that he put in mm-hmm. there, and uh, it com- the house comes to life. But yeah, that's some crazy shit. Yeah, like that was, yeah, what a smart plan of yours. To, yeah, 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 all right, so... It was the 90s. Um, <laughs> actually, no, I'm sorry. Take that back. 2001. Oh, oh um, okay. 2001. Still, close enough. Um, but, like, no, not, like, the smartest design, but also is built off of the, the concept that the house is actually the machine that, mm-hmm. he's, that he's building. And it, The movie in concept really does sound like a comic book. It really does. Yeah. And, like, I just, I love the the overall feel of it. And the house is completely made out of glass with mm-hmm. all these fucking crazy-ass runes. And they actually had uh, ectoplasmic glasses. Right, so they could see, see them. The ghosts, right. Which made it so much scarier, because fuck that shit. Right, especially, like, if you were to lose your glasses, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, especially if one's, like, right in front of you, and then yeah. they fall off by, for whatever reason. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, ah, oh, man. Yeah, this movie, that movie really creeped me out when I was a kid. Oh, it was so creepy. Yeah, and, um, and man, I, ah, man. You know, we talked earlier about, like, good protagonists. It, it really sucked when Matthew Lillard died. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Matthew Lillard was such a great character, but, like, he actually dies uh, sacrificing himself for, like, the, the main character. But uh, Monk? To- 
Yeah, it's played by Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, yeah, he he dies protecting him, uh, and it, it was uh, oh god, it's such a good moment. And like, I will say another creative death in that was the uh, the lawyer at the begin when they first get to the, get the house. He's the one who actually technically opens the cages. He goes downstairs to get the money that uh, was promised to him, and he accidentally sets the briefcase down on a lever, oh, and it right, opens right. everything up. But what the kill was like he's being chased by the uh, the I believe her name is the tattered princess, the uh, the, the 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 chick who committed suicide in the bathroom. Right, right, and yeah. um, she uh, is actually um like chasing this guy like but slowly, mm-hmm. and um. Uh, he, he backs up a little bit and all of a sudden a wall shifts and it like slices his ass in half. Right. Just, like the front half of him slides down and you see the innards. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh God, that was so good. <laughs> God, that was so gory. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. It really was. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's good. I had not thought about that movie in a long time. I actually watched it earlier this year. Cause, oh. Yeah, because like, and again, I have a horrible habit of watching things over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> like comfort movies. <laughs> if that's your comfort, then. <laughs> All right. So what's your number four, my man? Uh, my number four is a movie I actually alluded to earlier. Uh, Halloween, 1978. There you go. The original. Um, first of all, it has a score so good, I need a button just for it. It uh, does. Like, yeah. honestly, you hear that. And that's the thing. Like, with with like the, the classic horror movies, mm-hmm. even with... You know, Friday the Thirteenth not being the greatest of franchises, you definitely know those sounds. Yeah, like, you, like the the Halloween track. You've got the uh, right, right for Jason. For Jason like, yeah, like you don't have that in today's society anymore. Not really. No, you you don't. Like um, you have that with uh, with uh, the Avengers, but like you don't, right, but, but like with horror, with horror. But yeah. you also don't really have horror franchises anymore, do you? No, though? well. They try and they're just yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was going to be more of like an action thing with horror creatures in it, right? More so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> referring to the, the the Universal Dark Universe, they wanted to do, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. We're talking about Halloween right now. Uh, <laughs> so the original 1978 John Carpenter classic. This was a, a phenomenal. Uh, in my opinion, one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Obviously, it's this high on my favorite list. Uh, but with uh, the reasons why I like this movie so much is just because the mystery surrounding the entity known as Michael Myers. Uh, there's not one, but there's actually two protagonists for uh, for this movie. There's obviously uh, Laurie Strode, uh, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. And then there's also Dr. Loomis, the uh, psychiatrist who tries to who tried to treat Michael when he was young and said, no, that kid's just fucking evil. I don't know what it is about him. He's evil incarnate. Uh, the, he's he's not, he may not even be fucking, he may, not, he may be something more than human, less than man. He is just evil. Uh, but what I also love is that like, Michael Myers is kind of, like he's referred to by different names. He's called the Boogeyman. He's also... Uh, called was uh, like um, uh, the, the shape is also what he's referred the to. Shape. Right? Yeah, that is ominous as fuck. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he is just uh, he's one of the original, one of the OG stalkers, right? Uh, who like who, one who of the does kings of slash? Oh man. yeah, he he doesn't speak. Uh, you know, and it's like, how do you stop this guy? And and also like so many 
things now that are tropes uh, used to be cool, and they used to be cool because of, of guys yeah. like him. Yeah, definitely. Like there's one moment where towards the end of the movie where he's fighting Lori and and she's able to fight him off and he he falls out of a window and she goes to check and see well uh, you know the see if he's dead and he's not even fucking there right those and, that's yeah. what ooh like Stranger Things season four did that shit to me yeah. and I was like you sons of bitches <laughs> he's still alive God. right yeah yep oh. <laughs> uh, uh, what's the uh, something that people don't know is that the original Halloween movie was actually based on a novel. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it, it gets more hilarious when you think about it. in the first Halloween movie, technically Michael Myers is like driving a, a car for part of and you're like, this crazy ass motherfucker is like, he's, just, <laughs> he's out here just cruising, like looking at looking at young women to kill and shit. Um, but no, I, I, I dig this movie for so many reasons. It has uh, two very strong protagonists and also a very ominous and mysterious antagonist. Mm. And, uh, you know, just the... And also the thing that people don't know is that he doesn't have that high of a kill count in the first one. So oh, really? it, yeah, it's it's not about the number of kills, it's about the quality of those kills and the right. impact. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, you can you can be threatening as fuck and not have to kill a million people. Uh, but the style in which he does it and the tension that they are able to build with like turning the lights out and with the music and mm-hmm. just with the overall atmosphere, they build that tension so well. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I, I thoroughly enjoy it's this that anticipation, that really right? That yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yes, Halloween, uh, nineteen seventy eight, the original, definitely my number four. Nice, nice. What you got for number three? Um, a Kevin Bacon flick from nineteen ninety nine. Are you gonna say Stir the Horror of Echoes? Oh, okay, they're gonna say Hollow Man. I was like, what the fuck? No, 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 no. Stir of Echoes. Okay, Stir. I'm, um, I'm not familiar with this one. Uh, so it, it's. It's a relatively simple movie, but it, like I, I, it always resonated with me, and uh, one of the reasons why I love the song "Paint It Black" so much. Hmm. Um, so, Kevin Bacon and his wife and son are these tenants in this house in this little cul-de-sac neighborhood. And I, I, I don't know what city it's in. I think it's like maybe Chicago, but it's like it's small, but it didn't really leave that area. And um, at one point, uh, you see, like you get little ominous things from the child, and like you, uh, like the, the the adults will have be having a conversation, and then the kid will say something, and you're like, "What did you just say?" And like, he's like, he's like, "I'm talking to her," and like, he's pointing to nothing. Hmm. Of course, that freaks everybody. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but then later, the adults uh, go into like this block party, and one of the ladies are, uh, is a psychic or um, a hypnotist. Sorry, hmm. and. Um, as a joke, Kevin Bacon's like, come on, hypnotize me. You afraid I'll like it? That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she does, and it actually happens. Like, he gets hypnotized, and then he gets all these flashes of really disturbing images of a body getting wrapped in plastic. Uh, some finger, A uh, hand grabs the floor and rips a fingernail off. It's just, like, really creepy images, and he freaks the fuck out and wakes up. And he's like, what the fuck did you do to me? And she's like... Are you okay? <laughs> like that shit. Oops. Um, <laughs> and then he starts having these strange visions when he's in his house of like uh, a random girl or the the song "Painted Black" will play, and it's like, what is going on? And come to find out, um, a a a autistic girl gets killed there because of two boys in the neighborhood, 
um, are trying to rape her. Mm. She fights off, then they accidentally kill her. And they hide the body in the house. Uh. And she is trying to get their attention, but Kevin Bacon's character, uh, now his mind is open. He can see and hear parts of what she's wanting. And the ghost is getting pissed because he's not, she's not, he's not helping in the right. right way. And it's just, it's such a good movie. Oh shit! Oh god! Like the storyline behind, like it's not like a overly like jump scare. Mm-hmm. Like, like, well, they have a good bit of jump scares, but it's more of that psychological, like oh shit, this is this could have really kind of happened. Yeah. But with supernatural elements, and like the little boy is uh, getting tormented by the ghost because he's not helping. He's just hanging out with the girl because he's a child. <laughs> It's 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 so good. Like I, I definitely recommend it if you get a chance to sit down and watch. So it is stir, stir of echoes. Stir of echoes. It's I don't even know if it went to theaters. I actually found it at a video <laughs> warehouse when I was working, and I was like, I like Kevin Bacon. Why not? Like, I, you know, when you said Kevin Bacon in '99, I thought for sure you were gonna say Hollow Man. Hollow Man, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I actually did enjoy Hollow Man. It, it wasn't I, bad, but it was know, it wasn't top five. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm like, is that really Hollow Man top five? No, but Stir of Echoes definitely one of my top five horror movies. I might have to check that one out then, because I hadn't even heard of that one. Uh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm bringing new stuff to the table. That you are. <laughs> well, maybe this next one is one that you have not seen. I don't know. Okay. Um, I will say this. I feel that like all of my top five, if you haven't seen, you definitely should should see. Like <laughs> these are all well known movies, by the way, guys, that I, that I have here. <laughs> my uh, last two are pretty well known. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. My number three is one of my personal favorites, a movie that traumatized me as a kid and that I, I became a little obsessed with uh, as, as an adult. Uh, really love the concept and the premise because it's, it's so deep and uh, it's, it's, it's kind of it's personal even on the level. Uh, my number three is Candyman, the original. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Oh, the original. Uh, the, the original Candyman movie is, uh, is phenomenal. Uh, it is based on a story written by Clive Barker. I, I forget what it was called, um, but uh, it, it is based on, on, a, on a story written by Clive. Uh, so the reason why Candyman is uh, on my list, for those of you who've been listening for a while, I know how much I, I enjoy uh, the Candyman story. But it is a riff on like you know the Bloody Mary urban legend about mm-hmm. you know right right, right. you know the turning candy out candy yeah, candy man, yeah right turning out the lights and saying Candyman in the mirror five times and and, and this d- demonic figure will come and, and he'll he'll kill you. So what I really like about this, especially as an adult, is being able to, un- to understand the subtext of this movie, and that is uh, you know obviously it's about uh, this uh, uh, this this son of a slave. Uh, in the 1800s, uh, his name was uh, Daniel Robotal, I believe was his name. And uh, he was actually very talented. He was a very talented painter. And one day uh, he was approached, I believe, by this uh, uh, wealthy white man who wanted him to paint a portrait of his daughter, I believe. Uh, but he ended up falling in love with the daughter. They fell in love with each other. Obviously, that shit is very forbidden. Oh, man. Uh, and so they ended up hunting him down and killing him. Uh, and they, you know, they tortured him before he died, and the the trauma of that uh, lived on. And so we fast forward to uh, this um, this neighborhood called Cabrini Green, which was a real neighborhood. It's either in Chicago or Detroit. I think Chicago. It was a real neighborhood, and they just recently demolished it within the past couple of years. Uh, but it was a a, a real. Uh, uh, you know, a, a real place where people lived, 
uh, a real apartment complex. But this place was uh, neglected by uh, uh, by like the city. It, it was, I mean, it, it was it was the ghetto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you know, the the city didn't even really care to take care of it that much because only only black people live there. And uh, what I really like about the subtext of this movie is about how uh, urban legends can often give sh- strength to power. So in other words, like just the is it the belief in Candyman that's dangerous or is there actually a Candyman? Uh, so like just the idea that like downtrodden people oftentimes will, will look to, uh, you know, myths or urban legends or, 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 or whatever they will for understanding as to like why the situation is this way. But with the Candyman, it just adds an, an, ad, an added layer to it because now you have this this killer, or or this this demonic entity now who uh, is basically trauma personified. Mm-hmm. And where the movie really gets deep for me is uh, the the protagonist. Um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot the character's name. Um, Helen, yeah, uh, her name is Helen. <laughs> Uh, she is this this white woman who is doing. I think she's doing a grad paper on the legend of Candyman, and and without trying to, she doesn't do this on purpose. And by the way, as a black man, I can say this, I see this shit happen a lot. She incidentally, she's she's kind of looking down on the black people who she's interviewing about the legend of the Candyman because yeah. for them this is something that is real. For her, she's like this is just a a legend mm-hmm. that she's trying to track down. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I've and, definitely seen it too. And and to make it even worse, it's also one of those things where it's like she's going to discover this urban legend and present it to the world where it's like they're like, this is already a thing that exists that we've known about for years. I mean, what do you mean? Yeah. It, it was just like watching uh, the Watchmen TV series. Very and much like matter that. Matter of fact, yeah. that was the first time I'd ever heard of Black oh, Wall Street. Right, and yeah. I was very upset. Yeah, yeah, I was that, like, are you kidding me? Why why, why did it take a, a right. fictional TV show to tell me about something that really that happened? happened? Yeah. I was like, no, that is not cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some shit that you just never heard about, glossed over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fucked up. I think even uh, Tom Hanks was like, like he, he got like, he, he got asked about it once and he was like, hmm. Why am I just now hearing about that? Right, like, how, like that is ridiculous. Yeah, like yeah, like definitely go look at that interview that he like when he gets told about some of the uh, incidents that happen. Like, why is it taking me until I'm an old man to hear about these stories? Like, right. this should have been taught in history class. Why yeah. is this not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a very similar situation here. Uh, but uh, what I like about Candyman is that, uh, and, and where I, I wish they lean more into is that they had the opportunity to present this movie as something that may not even be technically real. Like for example, uh, at the end of the day, Helen, she's been tormented by the candy man. He is hunting her, stalking her. He, he's, he's really is. He's like, he's like Dracula in the sense because he's a romantic. He's terrifying. And, and he, he wants Helen to be mine. He even says that Helen, like you will be mine. Like you, I, you, you're mine. Uh, because she looks so much like his original love. Uh, and he's psychologically breaking her, and the movie can be viewed in two senses. This demonic entity is real, and he is killing people, 
and and Helen is taking the fall for this shit, or this urban legend and being in this community, being seeing something that she's never experienced before, this level of poverty has mentally broken her, and she's doing it. Mm. Because the third act of this movie, Candyman takes this small baby, and uh, because he he wants to he wants to basically pass on this kind of trauma to another to another carrier, he, he takes this small baby. And Helen, she heroically goes into like this burning building, or she goes into this building that's not burning yet to go get this child. But word is spread around the neighborhood that um, Helen has kidnapped this child and taken it into this building mm. and has killed the child. And so the people, they know that the cops aren't going to help. They're going straight up like Frankenstein style. Exactly. And they set fire to the building. And Helen. You know, and one of the most disturbing scenes in movie history, Tony Todd, that who plays Candyman, literally has a mouthful of bees and he he kisses Helen, you know, just to seal their, you know, their, their fate as this building is burning around them. Uh, but she is able to to get the child and escape and, and, and leave the Candyman to to burn in this building. You know, she's screaming out, no, you can't leave me. You know, and so she's able to escape it. When she escapes, you see that she's not fine at all. She's been burned to a fucking crisp. Like her hair is gone, her skin is flayed, and but she's got the baby swaddled safely, and they're able to take the child back. And uh, I, I, I like, I really love that that ending there because it's like you don't know what really. Uh, right? Like, did did you go face the Candyman to save this child, or were the townspeople right and you kidnapped this child? Mm-hmm. And when the building set fire, you tried to get out. Uh, and that was never answered, correct? Never really answered, no. And at the end of the movie, by the way, uh, a subplot in is that you find out that her uh, her husband or her boyfriend or whatever has been cheating on her. That's one of the subplots. One of the things that could have also mentally broken Helen. Right, yeah. Uh, but at the end of the movie, he's uh, very distraught because she's dead. And I wish they didn't put this in the movie. But as he's he's in the bathroom lamenting the loss of his, his girlfriend or whatever, he's, he says, Helen five times in the mirror and then she appears in her burnt disfigured state and she kills him at the very end of the movie kind of saying that yeah. this this is a curse that uh, yeah so what i like about what i like about this is that like there like i'm a firm believer in some uh something along those lines is mm-hmm. that uh there's a power in belief mm-hmm. like 100 percent uh yeah. like and if enough of if enough people believe in a story yeah, this story is real, right? And like, it may not have a physical manifestation; it might just be all psychological, but it's still at the same time in its existence real, right? And like, that just plays off of it very well. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like, and that's that's the key with urban legends, anyway. It's mm-hmm. like, um, see, I used to be a big supernatural fan. The, 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 the TV, TV show. show, yeah, yeah. And uh, they actually cover one of those, and it's like, uh, it's the first time you meet the ghost facers. That's right. Yes, yes, I remember that. Yes, and like uh, they're at this house, and like they have created this website of a creature that lives in this house, and it is uh, this this ghost. But it's all about the belief in the ghost, right? And, and it brings actually, it to life. Yeah, yeah it, it brings it. To I life. remember that episode. Yeah, like, yeah. So, like to me, like that kind of stuff is. I'm a firm believer in that kind of stuff in real life. So, have like, you heard? Uh, you probably have heard this about the uh, the conspiracy theory like around that. Like, uh, apparently, there's a conspiracy theory that says that like these group of scientists did actually do like some kind of uh, think tank experiment where they 
they uh, were able to manifest something simply with the power of believing that said thing existed. Uh, See, the key is getting yeah. everyone to actually believe it. Well, that, yeah, it, it wasn't the scientists themselves. It was them. Oh, they got people to, oh, yeah, they got you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, clearly, like, again, it's just one of those iceberg conspiracy theories. Right, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, I've definitely heard <laughs> of studies like that, mm-hmm. but, like, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, just to go off of that, yeah, I, I yeah, firmly believe in, like, the, the power of uh, belief. I believe belief. in the power of belief, yeah. Right, yeah. Like, I mean, like, I think that's, I mean, really... You know, like uh, whether you're a religious person or not, you know, w- what is prayer if not thoughtful meditation? And, right. and what does that do for you in your in your mind? So, and like along that same piggyback, this is actually a show called American Gods, kind of based. Yes, on that. yeah. Like yeah. so, like it's like these old gods are losing their power because of People lack of yeah. Belief. And the new gods, like the god of technology, or yeah, yeah, well, yeah techno, techno, techno boy, yeah, the techno world, boy, yeah. Mr. World, Mr. World, yeah, and um, media. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, oh god. Like, I, I just I like that concept, and right? Like, I like to me that like that really does kind of ring true, though. Like, yeah. Even if you believe in no deities whatsoever, if you get enough people in the world to believe in it, mm-hmm. technically it does exist, right? So it, it goes back to the old saying: "Perception is reality." Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, that was number three. What's your number two, Oz? Getting down number to the nitty gritty. Okay. Um, this is the first in a franchise, and I only cared for the first two. However, I think I know what this is. Yep. Final Destination. Oh, I did not predict. Right. Okay. Final Destination. So, yeah, I guess the first one is the best one, huh? The first one is the 100% the best, in my yeah. opinion. The second one was good because it played off of the first one. Right. The rest of them just kind of were standalone movies. Not, not saying that the concept still wasn't cool. But uh, I think that the first, the first one, one hundred percent, is the best with Devin Sawa, Ali Larder. Right. Um, like, it is one of those movies I will sit down and watch today. Like, one hundred percent. I uh, I really dig the concept of that. Oh yeah. Uh, because like, it it doesn't have yeah. a, a like a re- legitimate killer. It is right. deaths by design. So for those of you who have not seen the movie, it is about. Uh, a high school student going on a French uh, a a field trip, a senior field trip to France with his classmates, and right before he gets on the plane, he ha- uh, he falls asleep waiting on the plane to arrive and get ready and everything, and he has a horrible vision of like a lifelike vision of him getting on the plane with his classmates, and then shortly after takeoff, the plane explodes and kills everyone aboard, and when he wakes up, he's already like he's on the plane. And he he's freaking out. Never like half like half the students get off with him, and somehow this character played by Devin Sawa, uh, I believe his name is Alex Browning. That's how many times I've seen. Remember the first and last name, right? Good yeah, grief. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, they the like him a teacher, uh, his best friend, his uh, a, a random chick. <laughs> Uh, played by Ali Larder. Yep, Ali uh, like, She's like, hmm, that seems. I'm gonna get off too. Um, a couple, uh, like a couple jocks. Uh, they just all get off the plane because they like he's screaming. The plane's gonna explode. Right. And they're like we can't have you on this plane. And, and this was pre. Was this pre nine eleven? This had to be. Uh, it right? was. It yeah, was, uh, yeah. Because uh, I believe it was ninety nine. I believe. 
Yeah, because you definitely can't do that. You know, you can't you can't yell that the plane's going to explode. No, yeah. <laughs> this is definitely pre nine eleven. Yeah, but uh, so the whole premise behind the movie is that this character Alex, he's actually saw death's design. Like, er, like the whole premise is like death has the design for everyone, and when it's your time, it's your time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Alex saw that somehow, whether it be uh, life flashing before your eyes, you know, whatever. But he, he saw it, and now that he warned the people that were supposed to die on that plane, half of them didn't. Mm-hmm. And so now the rest of the movie is death cleaning up the, uh, the mistake. And matter of fact, uh, the actor who plays Candyman plays... Tony Todd. He plays Tony like Todd. the... Uh, yeah. the, the corner, I believe. Right. Or, the guy... Uh, the, the, the... What we in the black... Yeah, what we in the uh, black community call the magical, mystical Negro. Like, oh, like the, <laughs> I mean, he really was though. Yeah, really was. yeah. <laughs> who had who inexplicably has like the answers or resolutions to right. Your, like he, yeah. he's the one who reveals to uh, Ali Larder's character and Devin Sawa's character the uh, um, the whole design of death thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I just like like at one point, like when one of the major kills start happening, like uh, like you start noticing this strange shadow just mm. slightly move, and this like. They gave the killer a form, but not a form. Like, right. You know it's there, but it's like, how do you defend against that? Like, how do you? I mean, if you think about it, it's literally the universe trying to set things straight. How do you? It's, how do yeah. you fight the universe right. exactly? And like, matter of fact, that by the end of the movie, like, you kind of don't. Right. Um, as one of those movies, like, pretty much everybody dies. I yeah. Think, except for, I think. By the time, like, Ali Larder's character is the only one who technically survives. But, yeah, and she dies early on in the second one, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, it was this whole concept of seeing death's design and noticing signs, because if you look hard enough, you can see them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I remember one time after I watched that movie, I slipped in the shower, and, like, my, <laughs> I did hit my head oh, on the, uh, oh, oh, on the, the side uh, yeah. of the tub. Yeah. And I was like... The rest of the fucking day, uh-huh. I was freaking the fuck out because I'm looking for Death's Design. Right. Like that's that's what the impact that movie had on me. Yeah. Of course, like, just to touch on the second one a little bit, the opening scene of the second one, is the reason why I will never drive behind a log truck. That's why no one... <laughs> that movie ruined a generation because really no one wants to drive behind a log truck anymore. <laughs> oh, God, especially that cop. That oh, yeah. Like, oh, so yeah. Uh, but, no, nah, like... I just love the concept of death's design, mm-hmm. seeing the the potential of your death before you actually get killed. Right? It's, oh God, it's so it, insane! It is a terrifying, a terrifying concept because you're like, does death have a design? Like, does the universe have like a, a certain order to things? Mm. The only thing that would bring me slight peace when I think about shit like that is. Hopefully the multiversal theory is real. <laughs> so there's like I'm just yeah another, right like me I'm not over there. yeah not over there <laughs> but here I'm good. <laughs> I'm the main character right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so I got to be honest. My number two and my number one, I went back and forth and back and forth. Mm. This was so difficult for me. Uh, but I, I I finally made a decision, and I said I'm not going to touch it anymore. So this is it is what it is now. Uh, my number two uh, is the original Alien. Oh, Alien. Yes, that's a good one. Yes, uh, this is a Ridley Scott classic. Um, 
what I I really dig about this is, I mean, even the tagline for the movie, I believe, was in space, no one can hear you scream. Mm. Uh, so you have uh, Ellen Ripley, the main yes. character, played by Sigourney Reaver. Most badass bitch ever. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yes. I mean, from the get-go, you know, she's like, Mm, are you sure we should do this? Like, and everyone's like, yeah, we're fine. We can do, yeah. But like, the whole idea of of picking up some like a, an alien life form that, you know, for the most part, because this was like seventy nine, I believe, when this movie came out. And honestly, this is one of like back then it was kind of an original concept. Oh like, yeah, because like now I've seen plenty of movies mm-hmm. who's tried to do something similar or good, but yeah. nowhere near as good as the right. you know, OG Alien. Yeah. And, you know, this is the movie that kind of kicked off that kind of... Right, that, that trope. Yeah, that, yeah. And, like, what really made this so cool was the fact that this is a movie that takes place in the future, mm-hmm. and they're on, like, this futuristic spaceship, and there's this fucking creature now that's on board. You're in space. Where the fuck are you going to go? Exactly. You have yeah. nowhere to run. And this thing is a fucking... And before they thought of uh, escape pods. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and And this thing is... You know, it's, it's ready to fucking, like, murder and kill all of you. And, like, what I, one of my favorite scenes, like, movie history comes from this movie. Uh, because what it does is it has your, your entire cast, like, kind of just at ease. You know, they're all just having a good time, you know, around, like, the dinner table or around, like, a table just, you know, talking, having, having a blast of, of it all. Just, you know, talking about the shit that's been going on or whatever, whatever. And because... Is is not dimly lit, you know. It's well lit, mm-hmm. and everybody's together, and everybody seems fine. It puts you as as the viewer at ease, and then one of the characters just kind of kills over. What in the fuck? Oh, oh shit! Okay, well, we should be checking on him. And then chest burster. Oh god! Oh, those those th- like. Uh, I think I hate them more than the actual <laughs> xenomorphs. The actual xenomorphs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And they're like, what in the ever-loving fuck? And so they, they lure you as the viewer into a sense of security because they are in a, in a sense of security. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, no, we are not secure right now. No, we're not secure not at, at all. all. <laughs> yes. And then like when you finally see the design for the alien, I think this is one reason why I love older horror movies more so than the newer ones is just because... One practical effects. Pra- the practical effects, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. It's the practical effects. Like, they, they went out and found a seven-foot-tall man and put him in, like, this creepy-ass xenomorph outfit and had him creep around and only stand upright a few times so you can see how big this thing is. Right, and, like... I remember as a kid, like, I had a lot of the action figures. Oh, yeah. Like, I had the, the bull alien. I think I had a queen. Oh. I had, the, of course, the scorpion, the one that everybody Right, knows. yeah. And um, oh, just I had all of those. I just remember, like, killing shit with it. I was like, ah! Right. <laughs> and, like, the, I love the, the, the mouth protection. Oh, yeah. Like, the, like, like I think um, the queen mm-hmm. squeezed the back of her head. And, and then she would yes. shoot out. I was like, ah, oh, right. so good. I, this movie, like... It's, it's so iconic that, like, the ending of this movie, they improvised it and used it in Avengers Infinity War. Like, the, <laughs> like the way... <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I believe it was Peter's, Peter Parker's idea, you know. Oh, he, uh, okay. the, the way they, you know he saw that right. movie. 
the way they killed the character uh, Ebony Maul. Like how yeah, you see his body like in space frozen and like mm. and like that's it's straight up alien shock. <laughs> um it was it was great shit, man. But yeah, I just love the concept of uh of there's nowhere you can go in space, no one can hear you scream in space. What do you do against this unstoppable creature mm. on the spaceship? Like what weapons do you have to defend yourself with? And I love that Ripley, she got so creative with it. She, was it one or two that she get the cool ass uh robotic Suit. Was it one? I believe that was one. The, the, her yeah, badass yeah. fucking yeah, the, yeah the, her, the, the, the it was like the crane suit. Yeah, crane suit, yeah. yeah, yeah. That used to move shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh god, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, th- that was one because aliens, that was technically sci-fi action. Alien is uh, sci-fi horror. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh both great movies, but yeah. Mm. Oh, of course. Um fun fact, did you know that uh the script for Alien, uh, Aliens 3 got reworked so many times. There were so many different drafts of it that, long story short, one of those drafts got fucked with and tweaked around so much that the final result ended up making it to the theater. Pretty big movie by the name of Signs. Like the, 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 movie, M. the M. Night Shyamalan movie Signs with Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. Like, the original concept of that was going to be an alien movie. Like, Xenomorph. Xenomorph's Alien, yeah. I'm so glad that didn't actually <laughs> happen. Like, I love Signs, uh-huh. but it was it would not have been a Xenomorph. Right, because they, they wanted to go back to Earth, and they wanted to have it in, I guess, like a, a new, different setting was their original concept. I mean, I yeah. get it, but... Right, right. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. That's one of those. Well, like, I watched like a, a whole like thirty minute YouTube video where they broke down how it got from that to that. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, it was. That would uh, make my brain hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I love Alien. Um, you guys have heard me say that a bunch of times too. Uh, one of my favorite fucking movies. I need to go back and watch it. Like, yeah. oh god, it's been so long. Yeah. All right. Um, before we do number one, I think we should uh, take a celebratory shot. You know what? I can. I can. Behind that, my good sir. Are we also going to do some honorable mentions? Because yes, yes, we are. Okay, yes. cool, cool, cool. Um, I guess I can kick that off before we take the shot. Go um, ahead. So, one of my honorable mentions is actually um, not. A, I don't think it ever went to theaters, but it's called Sunshine. Uh, it's a Chris Evans movie. Really? Yes. I love a name for a horror movie too. I know, right? Um, it's a science fiction horror. Um, so the premise behind the movie is that this. Uh, the sun is dying. Oh, shit. And so this team of astronauts were sent uh, to kick st- this machine to kickstart the sun and, like, make it live longer. And so they sent a team before and lost com- complete contact and nothing ever happened. So the second team, this is where you pick up where the movie starts, and uh, they, they're traveling through space. And um, it gets to that point where, like, People start kind of like getting that that space dementia a little bit, like of like the solitude solitude nature, because there's like maybe five to ten of them if at most. But uh, by the time they get to the the, the, the drop off point, right before the the sun's supposed to kick start, um, they find the other ship and they hook up to it, and that's when shit goes crazy. Apparently, the other team, one of the members, actually got did go insane. And killed all of them 
And so the whole premise behind the movie now is to still get this off and possibly kill this guy. But there's no return home. Like oh they, shit, and nobody lives. Like they 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 complete the mission. But yeah, nobody lives. One of the first horror movies that I've seen that nobody fucking lives. God and damn. And I was like, ah, this is so good. Like, yeah, definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen. Um, another honorable mention is just a uh, House on Haunted Hill. It, it, it's oh, nostalgia for yeah, me. Yeah. I watched it the other day. I'm assuming you mean like like the the remake that came out like ninety nine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. with uh, the 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 theme park guy yeah. who was doing this whole. Yeah, I, I thought it's just phenomenal mm-hmm. movie. Just an honorable mention. Just I had to throw it out there. But, uh, uh, before we give you yours, you wanna? Oh yes, let's go ahead. Happy Halloween. Cheers. Happy Halloween. Uh, happy superhero homie Halapalooza. <laughs> oh man. Cognac. Oh yeah. A little bit of that say, folks. <laughs> Good old cognac. Um, I also have a few honorable mentions as well. Nice. Um, yeah, I stand by all of these movies. Oh, of course. Um, first one I have is the uh, the It remakes. Both of those. I heard they're really good. I haven't seen them yet. Oh, they're really good. They're really good. I mean. And I'm actually going to lose some movie love cred. I've never seen the original. Oh, with Tim Curry. I haven't seen that one either. I have not seen it. Like, like, believe me. Like, with horror movies, it was, like, so weird. Like, growing up, I didn't really watch any because Child's Play fucked me up. I had a My my Buddy. Do y'all remember those? Yeah. I had one. And my mom thought it would be. I'm pretty sure that, that, that Child's Play, like, the movie, like put those out of business. Like no one went to buy those. I had one before the movie. <laughs> oh, gotcha. um, and then my mom was like, "Hey, we should watch this movie. It's about a doll." I'm like, "Okay." Oh no! Oh, I was so sc- oh yeah no no like uh, it, it fucked me up a good bit yeah. on horror movies. It wasn't until I got into like high school and I started actually watching horror movies. And oh, then I got with my gotcha. wife, and so I was like, I, I miss a big gap of watching these really good horror movies. You know. Uh, interesting thing, like my my childhood was very very loose. Like my parents, uh, they uh, they they, uh, they didn't really care too much about like what I consumed as long as I didn't do anything you know stupid or reckless. Sure. Uh, so they gave me a, a fair bit of freedom. But like even as a small child, I watched a lot of shit that maybe small children shouldn't watch. <laughs> uh, but like it came out for the better, you know. Uh, but like out of all the fucked up super R rated shit I watched. Again, the only thing that really fucked me up was Candyman. That was the only thing. Uh, traumatized me. Didn't want to go in the bathroom because fuck mirrors. Right. And and right. Fu- yeah. <laughs> uh, like fuck all that. No one wants to deal with that. Um, uh, another honorable mention I have is a uh, Terminator One, the original. Is that considered a horror. The first one is sci-fi horror. Yeah. Really. The second one. The one that people remember more, well, obviously, course, because, is like, uh, it's, the one that's the coolest. But yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, that that one is sci-fi action, but the first one's horror. Oh dang! Yeah. I didn't even think about it like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, first one is definitely a horror movie. Because uh, when I watched it, like I was like, I mean, it's just a robot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's killing people and chasing, but I didn't think it was horror. I, I wasn't scared. Uh, yeah, I mean, because you have a creature. That's that fair. Is, yeah. Like, I guess back in the 80s, yeah, that, that definitely was a thing. You know, like that's and and a, also, like, that's the scariest fucking robot design. That, like, Arnold Scott, Schwarzenegger, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, like, it, even when like he gets, like quote-unquote, obliterated, and it's just like his... The skeleton? Yeah. 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 I'm like, that thing is fucking awful to look at. Like, fuck, <laughs> fuck all that. I don't want to... Yeah, kill it, Michael <laughs> Bean. <laughs> and, but, but what I also love about, like, you know, Terminator 1, uh, Kevin, have a cookie. Uh, <laughs> 
That's that's what I love about Terminator One. It's, it's that Kevin has a cookie. Kevin has a cookie. I was trying to be quiet in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I get. Uh, what's going on, You're my friend? Um, but like uh, Michael Bean, who was sent, you know, he's the character who plays uh, Kyle Reese. He's sent right. back in time to protect Sarah Connor, uh, Linda Hamilton's character. But what I really like is that in that third act, he just uncer- unceremoniously gets killed. Like your protagonist, have yourself a shot, my friend. Oh, definitely. I'll take, I was just gonna take. <laughs> I remember this juice saying. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Now that you acknowledge I'm in the fucking room. Yeah. Uh, Kevin's not actually here. I'm just really good at imitating his voice and, and projecting it from across the room. And uh, I, I, I stole his catchphrase. Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You mean to say you mean to say it like this. Go to bed. <laughs> I told you, I'm, I'm, I got it down. Now I'm getting pretty good at this Kevin impersonation. You sound a lot like me. It's very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call some people in my voice, okay? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But, uh, like, really <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so the... The protagonist in this movie who was supposed to protect, you know, the, the quote-unquote damsel in distress, he gets killed unceremon- mm-hmm. unceremoniously in the third act. And it's like, holy shit, what the fuck is Sarah going to do? Um. Yeah. Uh, but, like, her character development, and by the way, we've had strong female characters. Uh, I, I just mentioned Ellen Ripley. Right, Ripley. You know. Like, hands down, one of the strongest women characters ever. Yeah, <laughs> and another one is definitely Sarah Connor. And then earlier I mentioned uh, Laurie uh, Strode from Halloween. Right. But, like, here... With uh, Sarah Connor, it's like your protector from the future, whose job it was to protect you, got killed by this fucking robot. He was trained to try to take down. Mm. This thing is no fucking joke. Uh, but she finds a way and she lives. You know, she makes it through, and she's a different woman for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially the second movie. Oh, like, she, yeah, she's yeah. super battle hardened at that point. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she really has to like find herself and like you know, kind of ground herself again in the second one. Yeah. But like this first one, like seriously, go back and watch that third act and tell me it's not horror. It is straight up horror. That's fair. I'll have to go back and watch It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Terminator's honorable mention. Another honorable mention I have here is one uh, that we watched recently called Barbarian. Oh, is it good? Oh, it is very, I, very I, good. I'm going to request no spoilers. That I, and I wouldn't, I, I will not. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is a movie that, uh, uh, if you guys have not seen or experienced, go in completely blind. Don't don't look up any spoilers for this at all. Just watch it for whatever it is you think it is. Uh, so, have you heard anything about the movie? I've watched the trailer, and that's it. That, okay, that's all you need. And, yeah. like, what I loved about the trailer... Go listen to our episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did it. But, no, like, uh, what I loved about the trailer is it didn't give me way too much. Like, most horror mm-hmm. movie trailers are just... Like, you're waiting for those moments at that point. With that movie, oh, with that trailer, I was like, the fuck is it about? <laughs> I want to watch it just cause to find out. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think you'd be disappointed. It was fantastic. Nice. Fantastic. Nice. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. But, yeah. And uh, last honorable mention I have is actually Halloween 2018. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah I mentioned that one earlier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that one, I mean, really surprised me. As bad as Halloween ends is... Halloween 2018 is good. Nice. And I'm like, how did the same person make both of those movies? <laughs> uh, 
mean, we talked about the Saw franchise, you know. Yeah. James Wan, right? Right, James Wan, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but, yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Now, Oz, what is your number one horror movie? Okay, so my number one horror movie is technically three movies. Oh, and oh, okay. I know what it is. Go so ahead. So it yep. is uh, based off like it, it, the reason why I say it's three is because I kind of view it kind of like I view Mass Effect, where it's one big long game. So these one big long movie is uh, uh, Scream. Scream. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, Scream. I knew it. As soon well, as you said Matthew Lillard is coming back again, I was yep. like, he's gonna he's gonna use Scream. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason why these hold like a huge near and dear to me is that. I worked in a video store, mm-hmm. and this movie is like heavily influenced by the fact that it is it follows the movies uh, the the movie rules, and also uh, from uh, John Carpenter, right? Wes Craven. Wes Craven. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Bro, it was uh, <laughs> Freddy and Scream, and not right, right, right. Yeah, not Halloween and Scream. Um. Yeah, but uh. Wes Craven, uh, basically, kind of, and to me, he kind of wrote the the rules mm-hmm. for a scary movie, he and did. I love the fact that that plays such a meta role in the movie. Yeah, all, all three of the the original three, um, and I, I loved like it's got an all star cast. You got you know Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney right. Cox. Like you've got like the, that's like the main three characters in all the movies, and of course Matthew Lillard is one of the. Uh, he plays uh, Stu. Mm. Uh, Stu and uh, he plays Stu as one of the killers, right. one of the ghost face killers in the first movie, along with his friend Billy, uh, Billy Loomis. And then you got, it goes into the second movie there in That's college. Right. Billy Loomis, yeah, they, they pay homage to Halloween with that name, FYI. Oh, do they really? Uh, Dr. Loomis is, the, is Michael Myers' psychiatrist. Oh, snap. Yeah, yes. Okay, okay. Well, uh, but, like, I, I love the connotation of, like, this killer that they thought they killed in the first one. Mm-hmm. Coming back into the second one, but it's heavily influenced by the original killer. Yeah. Like, the mother. Right. In the second one. Like, it's very much, you know, Jason, you know, Friday the 13th-esque. Right. Yeah, it's, it's like, like in reverse, yeah. yeah. In reverse, exactly. And then you've got the, then you got the conclusion at the end with the trilogy ends with the estranged stepbrother. Well, uh, half brother mm-hmm. uh, from uh, the reason, the whole reason why the first movie was relevant to begin with, anyway, is revealed in the third movie. And to me, all three of those movies together just make a really good story. And then they had to go and fuck it up. So I haven't seen. Uh, I was gonna say I haven't seen four or five. I heard they weren't that bad though. Or I heard so, that five was really good. Four was atrocious. Like uh. I felt it was. The only good thing about four to me was the final line when Sidney Prescott kills don't, the killer. Don't fuck with the original. Don't fuck with the original. Yeah, I heard like, that, yeah. that was my that was yeah. my, my big thing. Um, five was actually pretty good. It was not as bad as I was thinking it was going I, to be. I was worried for five because Wes Craven passed before know, that movie came out. Exactly, so yeah, he yeah. didn't get so, to put his hands on it. Yeah, but I, I will give it this. Like it does have that modern feel, but at the same time, I do feel it actually pays homage to Mm-hmm. To the original, it's still nowhere near as good as the original trilogy, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's it's really good. Like as far as sequels, made right. of really good stuff. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but that was my number one. Yeah. So, 
my number one uh, is a, another uh, John Carp- uh, Carpenter movie. Um, Halloween, of course, was uh, number four on my list. That's the first John Carpenter. Uh, number one is another one. And I, I had to choose hard between this one and Alien being my number one. Uh, Alien ended up being my number two. But my number one is, I need a drum roll button. I keep forgetting about that. Yes. My number one is The Thing. Ah, The Thing. Okay. Yes. I knew it. <laughs> uh, Just FYI, I was waiting for that or Alien. Yeah, Alien was number two. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, and I, it was hard for me to decide between, like, which one goes first, because I knew yeah. that they were both going to be, like, one and two, but which one goes where? Uh, and, I mean, they're both fantastic movies. Um. The only reason why the thing gets the edge over Alien is the ambiguity of the ending. And it, it is one of the best endings in horror movie history. Have you seen uh, the thing before? No. <laughs> oh. It was, it was one of those. It was, and again, that gap of movies that I like, the horror movies that I kind of fucked, like, yeah, I didn't. Highly, I mean, can I, know, I recommend right? it like, The majority of your movies you hadn't seen, and the majority of my movies you hadn't seen. So right, right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, just a, a quick premise here. This movie is all about, like, a group of researchers out in, uh, shit, I forget where they are. Some isolated, snowy place. Right. Yeah. I, I, I do it know could, a little yeah. bit, because this is based off of a Stephen King novel, correct? No, uh, no. Th- this is actually a remake. This was what I was referring to earlier. The Thing by oh. John Carpenter is actually a remake oh. of uh, of a movie called uh, The Thing from Another Planet. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, so basically what the premise here is that these researchers, they're kind of uh, curious as to what the fuck is going on because they don't know what happened to like the previous crew. Mm-hmm. But they, they're there to do a job, so they, they go about doing it. Uh, they end up res- uh, they end up rescuing this dog that uh, is running like out in the wilderness. And they're like, "Why in the world is this dog running?" And there was somebody shooting at it. Oh well, no, no big worries. Long story short, here, not giving too much away, the whole premise of this movie is that there is a a a monster of some sort, and this thing, for all they know, has no true form. It is a shapeshifter. And so, so the reason why this is, uh, I got it mixed up with the uh, Stephen King novel is because this is very much like Dreamcatcher. Oh, like this sounds very much like Dreamcatcher, but like there's definitely obvious mm-hmm. obvious changes. But yeah, uh, does Dreamcatcher cheat on his wife Megan? Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I know it for. So cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, I didn't find out it was a novel until way later when my wife oh. was like, "Hey, oh. that was a that was a book first. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Who says that? Actually. Yep. <laughs> I believe her be the type of person who actually reads the book before the movie comes out every yep. time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge compliment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what is happening is that um, so by the way we we get uh Kurt Russell he's our he's our main character here okay. our, our main lead, um, and yeah and he's uh phenomenal and uh, Keith Richards is uh is uh the, uh the the second lead here he's also fantastic, um. Voices, um, and in Mass Effect, he's uh, Commander Shepard's uh, superior. What's his oh, name? Yeah, um, uh, uh, Captain Anderson. Yeah, Captain Anderson. Yeah, the, yeah. the guy, same guy who voices him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Love this, that. Yeah. Love that. Oh yeah, he's phenomenal, and like this is one of his like early roles. Uh, but uh, what I love about this movie is just the suspense because you don't fucking know if the creature is somebody in this room. 
right? Yeah, like, oh, God, that, yeah. that is, like, one of the scariest things. Right. Like, like in D&D, like, I need to use more of them. So, yeah, spoilers for you guys. <laughs> um, but doppelgangers are, oh. like, oh, God, I want to start using stuff like that. Because, like, that concept yeah. of not knowing if the person you're talking to is actually the person you're talking right. to. Right. Or an alien-like creature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I use doppelgangers in my campaign. Of course. One of my favorite scenes from the movie is when they get the whole crew together and they go, okay, um, we need to figure this shit out. So we're going to sit everybody down and we're going to tie everybody up. And so everybody's tied up except for, uh, I believe, except for Kurt Russell and uh, and uh, one other character. So Kurt Russell has like a, uh, he has a match because they realize that the creature apparently doesn't like fire. So he has a match and he goes, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go through with this lighter and I'm going to see, you know, how you guys react. All right, so here we go. And goes down from person to person. And like the fact that there's like no, no music at all in this scene. Like there's no, oh, it's just. Oh yeah. Moments like that. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. And then you couple that with the, uh, the uh, fact that, again, this is the 80s, all practical effects. Practical, yeah. And they get to the one guy who starts freaking the fuck out, and then he starts to have morph into this fucking creature. And here's the thing. They're all, like, the rest of the crew is tied up. Tied up. So yeah. Like they're, they're yeah. Right for the picking. Right, and they are freaking the fuck out right now. And Kurt Russell was freaking the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, this actually, that, that scene actually reminded me of another honorable mention of mine, like, uh, the faculty. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because, yeah. like, that, that, that was a very similar scene. That was, yeah, the like, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers type. Right, yeah. 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 And, like, the whole scene where they're all in the garage. Right. Like, you have to t- uh, snort this fucking coke. <laughs> okay. Tell you tell if you're a fucking alien or not. Well, I know aliens don't like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> they much prefer heroin. My favorite rendition uh, of that scene. Because so many people have played off that famous scene with Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, South Park did it with the lice episode. <laughs> oh god. And uh, you can see Cartman literally wearing the same jacket Kurt Russell wore. <laughs> like the same pilot jacket with the fur, uh, collar, and everything. He's just kind of like. Wrong, wrong. This will tell me which one of you has lice, and it's close. Of course, he's fucking staging it with Kenny, like ah! right. <laughs> uh, but then the ending of this movie is also—I mean, the whole movie is phenomenal. But the ending really just solidifies it uh, because the ending it just comes down to uh, to Keith and Kurt. Those are the only two characters left, um, and they realize now that fuck. Like, we can't escape this creature. We know it's here somewhere. And so this facility is burning down. It's on fire. And um, the interesting thing about the ending is that there's like a 95% chance that one of those two is actually the creature. Right. And... The original Among Us. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's so interesting about the ending is that um, Kurt Russell, he does have a, a flamethrower for certain parts of this movie. And at one point, people speculate that he he has he has a flask. People speculate that he emptied out the flask to put more fuel in that for the uh, for the flamethrower. I haven't. I need to go back and watch the movie again to see if he actually does that or not. 
because at, at the end of the movie, he takes out his flash as he and Keith are just waiting for their inevitable doom in this burning building. And he hands the flash to Keith, who takes a sip of it. And Kurosh just kind of has this look on his face like, okay, it's got, it's got to be you then. Because no person would just drink gasoline like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 80s movie uh, oversight, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, I, I don't know if it's... an oversight or is it something they stage on purpose? Yeah, okay. it's just what so, I would... Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Say for, it's not horror movie, but it's, it's something I would consider just me at a younger, naive age, but as a gray, what do you think? If you stick around with the post credit scene, you see Liam Neeson laying on top of the, the leader of the wolves from the pack of wolves that he and his guys are fighting, right? The one that he fucking straps up with glass bottles taped to his hands and yeah. shit. It, so visceral. And you see one of them taking a breath in. And you can't tell if it's Liam or if it's the wolf. So it leaves it ambiguous right. as to who's living. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who won, quote unquote, the fight. And so I, I feel like it, it's, it's staged. It's clever like that. Sure. Okay. 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 Now that yeah. I finished my accidental triple shot pour of <laughs> Deuce. Deuce. All right, my friend. Enjoy. Hell yeah. Uh, but no, I. Uh, hell yeah. I uh, I just love that ending though because it's like, because it, even like forty years later, it's still being debated. Like, who was the creature? And uh, I just dig that. Like, and you know, Kurt Russell has done has done interviews. So has Keith. Like, they they've both done you know interviews about it being you know uh, pr- pretty ambiguous and coy with it all and. I'm sorry, one more thought. Yep. You know both these assholes don't know who it was. Right. The script care. never said. <laughs> it never says. It never says. Kurt Russell's like, I don't know. And it's like, no, literally, you don't fucking know. <laughs> the script says you don't know. End credits, the end. Oh. Yeah. Keeps it from leaking. Yeah. <laughs> just keeps it quiet. <laughs> uh, but I just I just love the idea of like one of them being the creature and knowing that like the creature can't survive fire, but neither can the human. Right. Yeah, I think Kevin might be a little bit, uh, maybe had a shot too many. Whiskey first, and I shouldn't have. <laughs> it's insanely good. It's actually like one of my new types of whiskey. One of my new favorite types of whiskey. But, uh, anyways, yep. uh, but yeah, so uh, just the way that this movie ends, I mean, it's one of my favorite horror movie endings ever because this. Mm. And by the way, like the the designs they do for the creature is just fantastic. Because like it, you never you never truly see his true form except in like in one scene, and even then you don't know if that's his true true form. It, but it's just this, right. Um, very uh, what's the word? Not Lovecraftian. The the uh, name of that guy who's famous for like his designs. Cronenberg, very Cronenberg esque. Ah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. yeah. Um, but no, it is a, a fantastic movie. I highly recommend you watch that one. Oh, I, mean, I definitely will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is my number one. Um, so uh, again, Oz, just uh, give us a repeat of your uh, your your bottom five. All right. Um, oh crap! I, I did you del- delete them? I deleted them because I was marking <laughs> them off. All right. So uh, going by memory, um, uh, saw three through the end. Right. Um, the witch. Yep. The village. The forgotten. And Dark Water. That's right. Uh, my bottom five were uh, The Wicker Man, uh, Malignant, 
Jason X slash Leprechaun goes to the hood. <laughs> Back to the hood. Back to the hood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my number two was Halloween Ends. And my number one was Resident Evil. All of it. <laughs> uh, do you still remember your top five? Uh, top five. Uh, good Lord. Um, number five, High Tension. Yep. Uh, then we went into uh, 13 Ghosts. Number three was Stir of Echoes. Mm-hmm. Um, Final Destination. And the Scream Original Trilogy. That's right. Very nice. Um, mine were number five, The Exorcist. Number four, Halloween 1978. Number three, The Original Candyman. Number two, Alien. And number one, The Thing. Uh yeah, I uh, I am uh, very pleased with our list, and I'm also. Uh, are, are you are you surprised that we didn't have anything in common at all? Um, actually, no. Yeah. Like, um, I, I think it's mostly based off of that little story I was telling you about, like how mm-hmm. like, I kind of child's play fucked me up as a ch- young child, so yeah. I stopped watching horror <laughs> movies, and then I started back when I was a teenager, and then I also now have a wife who doesn't like. Right, so, right, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, I'm not surprised that uh, I missed a large chunk of, mm-hmm. especially the uh, the older stuff. But yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I, I think it was awesome that we actually had a uh, very diverse group of right. Movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree with that uh, because uh, I mean, I, we probably have a lot of movies on here that uh, a lot of the homies maybe haven't seen. And uh, it would be amazing if some of our worst movies were some of their favorites. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but. like my wife in the village. Oh. Um, <laughs> sorry, Kay, if you're listening. <laughs> God damn. Uh, but, yeah, this has been a, uh, a, fan- a fantastic episode. I've had a blast with this. Likewise, yeah, this yes. has been great. Yes. Um, you have any uh, any closing thoughts, man, about horror movies in general or Got anything? Don't make it aliens, guys. Please. <laughs> don't make it the twist be aliens. <laughs> it's always aliens. Always. Uh, well, Oz, you know, uh, you and I, uh, before the podcast started, we talked about uh, how, how you're starting your own podcast. And I, for one, cannot wait to hear that. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm still in the developments of it. It's mm-hmm. going to be a D&D-based podcast. And I'm going to get the finalizations, you know, and get some content out there. And you're definitely going to be on the show, of course. Oh, fuck yes. And uh, I want to go ahead and plug it here now and first uh, about Oz's podcast. And uh, you don't have a, na- a name solidified yet, do you? Not yet. Not okay. yet. But it will be hosted by the Bearded D20. That is what I do now. Excellent. It will be hosted by the Bearded D20. Uh, Oz's code name slash super secret spy name as well. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, as soon as, uh, as as that gets up and going, you guys will be hearing a lot more uh, plugs from that here. I cannot wait to uh, to hear that podcast. Can't wait to be on that podcast. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Yes, uh, we're looking forward to that. Homies, I hope you guys have had a, a, a wonderful, or hope you guys will have, or if you've already had Halloween, have had a wonderful Halloween. Um, yeah, I mean, tis the season for spooky shit. Uh, but this has been another amazing episode, guys. Thank you guys again for listening in. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up now. That is a very, very, very Halloween song. Let's go with something more appropriate. Yeah, that's kind of like one of my favorites. There we go. 
gotta go with the original 1978 John Carpenter classic, man. Uh, he's the man. Uh, but yeah, this has been another special episode of the Superhero Homies Holiday Halloween Hadapalooza. <laughs> uh, so, uh, until next time, my name is Superhero Homie Q. And I'm Superhero Homie Oz. Until next time.